This is Tim Kittra from NBA Jam, NFL Blitz, and Mutant Football League saying you're watching video game bullshit. <laughs> Kaboom! This is Master Daniel Piscina. Get over here to video game bullshit. Welcome to episode 133 of Video Game Bullshit. Yeah. We're at 133, Tristan. Yeah, buddy. Crazy. And the year of January has been crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, it did feel like a year. I will give you that. <laughs> I mean, we literally had uh, two weeks between recordings only out of crazy-ass circumstances <sighs> of like, like, cause, cause Tristan wanted to do some sports ball in over last week, and yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but the thing was, is that's completely fine, um, cause the day before, you know, I was doing stuff, um, but then we're like, hey, we'll record during the, you know, during the week if we have an opportunity, and I was at work till like seven, eight p.m. every night just because of work, just because mm-hmm. of like getting stuff done, and <laughs> it was like. I was like, hey, so we could try maybe Friday. And then I was late on Friday. And then Saturday, like we were all, we were doing stuff. And then. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we got this time difference built in too. So yeah, like yeah. I, I would have had to do it pretty late. And right, right now I'm, I'm on some like new sleep medication. So I'm trying to go to sleep at the same time every night. And it's just a whole thing. Well, it's been madness. It's been madness too, because um, one thing I do every month of february which i've been doing now that i think this is my seventh year in a row is the tashi 100 so i don't know if you've ever heard of that before tristan no uh-uh. um you run a hundred miles in the month of february and you log okay. them every day it's about five miles a day if i don't want to work out on the weekends um and yeah. so that started on that's doable as long as you're in shape but for for someone like me i would die um, Die. Over the years, though, Taji has updated their rules, and they do a percentage base now. So it's a one-for-one mile to, to, to run for the 100%. Mm-hmm. But um, they do ellipticals now, bicycle. Okay. Um, you can do rowing. You can do swimming. And Man. so elliptical, if I do, or the, the elliptical bicycle thing that I have, I count it as a bicycle. If I do 12 miles, I get credit for, I think, four or mm-hmm. three, three or four miles. So I just, so what I do is I supplement. So I do my normal running. I'll go walk gizmo outside. So I, I, that's what I was actually doing yesterday when you said, Hey, I'm having a buddy come out. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm taking the dog for a walk. So that's cool. Um, and the thing was, though, is it was like a Saturday night. You were having a buddy come over. I mean, that's completely freaking normal. Like I'm a yeah, dork. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, that's fine. That's completely normal. It's like, it's lunchtime for me, but that's like late for you. Um, and so completely normal, but, um, yeah, so I've been passing out though. Long story short, I've been passing out on the couch every night too, because like, (laughs) (laughs) like, like put a fork in me and I'm done too. So it's like, um, the other thing is, is like during this week and this isn't even game related. So, um, two weeks ago it was insanity because I, we did a lighthouse hike out at a lighthouse point. I had a 4 a.m. meeting um, with Army, like senior leaders. I had a 4 a.m. meeting because they were meeting 4 at 4 a.m. Because they were meeting at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time or Central Standard Time, whatever time they were meeting. They were meeting at in the first thing in the morning, which turned into 4 a.m. for me. 
<laughs> and so I did that, which is like talking about like my career and stuff, like stuff that's good to know for me. So like I sure, was there. Sure. Um, we had a top intelligence competition across the army. Um, and one of my soldiers won, beat every tactical, beat everyone in the army. Like, like, like we won. So that was like, not this Friday, but the Friday before, um, that was all insanity. And on top of it, as of Monday, I'm back in my normal role as a first sergeant now. So I'm no longer at the... Uh, well, uh, I mean, I don't know how much you're allowed to talk about it, but is it uh, the same person coming back or is it yes. someone else? Oh, yes. Is, okay. So um, everything was was founded. There's a whole process. But, you know, like he's back, which means, though, mm-hmm. I go back into my seat now and I have to get everything back up and running. So I've been working yeah. things up and running all week. On top of it... On Tuesday, last week, I had my PT test right before the Tashi 100 started. And the Army doesn't just do a three-event test anymore. They do the six-event test, Tristan. I don't know if you are you know the eight. No, I'm not up on that. So now what do you guys do? I mean, like, obviously, just a run, probably push-ups. Army combat fitness test. You start with a deadlift. Um, So you do a deadlift. Um, I have no cartilage in my back from being over 18 years in the Army. So, like, Mm -hmm. I have to ease up on that. Um, but I still did 240 pounds, um, doing the deadlift 340 is maxing by the way, but I did 240. Um, so you do that, then you go and you do pushups, but it's not normal pushups. It is a hand released pushup where you go out to the side and touch your chest to the ground in every repetition. So it's a hand released pushup. Yes. Freaking crazy. Um, you do a ball toss. So you take a 10 pound medicine ball, you toss it over your head for distance. Uh Um, you then do a sprint drag carry. So you sprint down and back like a hundred meters or so. I'm, I'm estimating um, sprints. You do a drag with a 90 pound drag. You do a lateral, like a, like a base, like a basketball slide lateral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you do a, a 45 pound kettlebell sprint down and back and then another sprint down and back. So it's five and it's a, it's anaerobic activity. Then that, that hurts my soul. So, just, and like hearing you say that stuff that's number four then you do a plank for time yeah. um you have to at least do a minute and a half uh three and a half minutes is maxing for the plank <laughs> and at the end of all that you have a you have 10 minutes and then it is a two mile run not a mile and a half two mile run <sighs> and so um out of 600 points i got a 560 so I had over 90% in every single event. My deadlift stuff, at 87. Man. My deadlift at 87, but that's because I have a I have a, you know no cartilage. So I wasn't chancing it because uh, yeah. of where I was working, I was busy. But yeah, I like broke my like personal best. Break your back in the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't doing that, man. But um yeah, and then so we did two iterations too. So I took it for myself for record, and then at second iteration, I I did like the events with the soldiers again. Just insane, and that was Tuesday, and that was like a couple days before the Taji 100 started on Thursday. So, I mean, it was insanity. So that was the army side. Like, (laughs) now you see why I was tired of passing out the damn couch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seriously, just bullshitting, dude. Gosh dang. Um, The other thing before we talk games is I got to talk a little bit about. Kyle, because yeah. the 26th 
which was the Friday before was his birthday. So we uh. went out and did Margarita Massacre. And there's been some crazy shit that's happened, Tristan, some crazy ass shit. So we have not found queso fundido, queso con chorizo, like chorizo, queso dip. Um, okay. Since we've been on an island. We haven't found a good one. There's been shitty ones. Queso um, and chorizo, man, that sounds dude, good. Dude, queso fundido was Kyle's thing. We would go to Casa uh, Del Mar right behind his condo. We would get, like, we'd play games all night. We'd go walk over there, do Margarita Massacre, drinking pictures of margaritas, <laughs> and do queso fundido. I love and, that you guys have a name for it. Oh, Margarita Massacre. Trust me, like when we when I was in Indiana in recruiting, this is like, you know, 12, 13 years ago. Um, Andrea banned me from tequila for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we were banned. Um, but anyways, like so. So Andrea and I like look for the best queso fundido at any of the Mexican restaurants everywhere we go. There was mm-hmm. a place called Casa El Rey um, in Georgia that had like the best queso fundido we've ever had. On island, we haven't found anything. And so we go off for his birthday and we're like, yeah, we're just gonna go to the um, we're just gonna go to the Mexican restaurant over by the house. Um, which we've been to a million times. They have great margaritas, they do a Lee Hing margarita, which is freaking outstanding. Um, but anyways, I go there and I'm like, all right, so let's look. They updated the menu oh, since shoot. we were there in the last week, and they have queso fundido. Dude, I've never even heard of this thing. And it was good. And it was good. So we're like, we have a place right by the house. It was on his birthday. And then and to me. And then I got another crazy fucked up story with Kyle. So um on the the sad portion, the 29th is the day that Kyle passed last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the day that his parents found him and everything. So it was right after his birthday that he passed away. He, they found him in his place so he could have passed on his birthday. We don't know. It was Dave. Oh, um, but so the 29th, um, my buddy John, um, which we've talked about on Kyle's talked about a million times on the old video game bullshit ones. Buddy mm-hmm. John sent um London a bunch of stuff for her birthday, including some of Kyle's knives and stuff, but he also included two hard drives. He included Kyle's giant media hard drive that I have now with all his stuff. And he included a USB thumb drive. This USB thumb drive was the same one that Kyle and I would use when we would go to MGC, plug it into his car, and we're listening to video game music. And <laughs> it, was, it was called K-R-O-M-L-E-K, Cromlech. That was the name okay. of the thing. And we would listen to we would listen to Mortal Kombat <laughs> for the Sega Genesis. And like the music on it is so good. Like listen to all that's the- awesome. Kid Chameleon, Castlevania 3 for the Famicom Disk System. Yes. Rondo of Blood. Space Manbow. If you know what that is, that is I absolutely know what that is. <laughs> for the MSX. That is one Hell of my yeah. favorite MSX games. And two crew dudes and like all the classic staples. A lot of the intros are used in video game bullshit as little transition things. They're all here. Um, so anyways, I'm like, fuck it. 29th. I'm list- I'm going to put it in my truck and see what happens. I put it in my truck. Cromlech pops up and we're listening to the music. Now, I so I listened to it jammed on it all day. Listening to Kyle stuff. Here's where it gets crazy. The 30th comes around. I go to plug it in. It's gone. 
Oh, no. It doesn't exist. The whole Cromlech thing showed up. It says nothing is available. Like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, what the hell? So I go, uh, when I got home, plugged it into the computer here. Um, it is gone. Like, it was like I had my one day of enjoyment uh, with Kyle. He is now in my truck or something. I, I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but it's... In your Cromlech truck, CPU. Cromlech is gone. And so, the, I, but I listened to all of this the songs and like even nightmare and elm street nes was on like all the classics that we would listen to were on there so i got a day i got the day of enjoyment out of it it was like it's crazy though it's wild that it happened well, like and, uh, dude, as as someone who like listens to video game music casually just like that like i'll, I'll listen to it in my jeep like all the time yeah, um, dude, we need to put together like a VGBS music mix or That'd something. Be amazing. Yes. Yes. And then, yeah, we can. And, and especially in Kyle's honor, especially, you know, now that like this, what you said, Cromlech. Yeah, Cromlech. <laughs> like, it's wild. Like, the, the Cromlech mix. From, from the brain of Kyle. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it Cromlech 2. <laughs> Crom- Cromlech presents. Yeah, yeah. Cromlex selects. Cromlex selects. Yes. Um, and the thing was, is every single file, it wasn't itemized out by song. It was one file for each soundtrack, too, which was mm-hmm. interesting. An interesting way to do it, because because the one thing about Kyle was he wouldn't necessarily listen to an album and skip around too much. He would listen to the whole thing. He would put it yeah. on, and we would enjoy the whole thing um sometimes we would jump around like when we're sitting in the in the condo and he would want to listen to certain songs from a certain thing but like when we were sitting there in the car vibing or whatever like it was we would literally have the whole soundtrack going then we We should we should start uh like it's just like some google document or something like that that both of us can like dump like music into um That that would be pretty awesome. And then, you know, people, if you guys are listening and you want to see, like, what we love as far as video game music, then you can check it out, too. I think that'd be freaking dope. And I think that'd be awesome. Kyle would definitely be aboard. Um, yeah, that- dude, Space Manbo, that's a freaking deep cut. <laughs> and and that's how I first learned about it. And the thing that was really freaking crazy is the first year Kyle introduced me to the soundtrack – Dan Lucent had it on display at Midwest Gaming Classic, and we played it the day yeah. before the convention because like, like Dan had like a bunch of retro consoles and computers set up, and he had an MSX yeah. sitting there with Space Manbound playing. I'm like, what the hell? Because yeah. I hear the music, I'm like, Kyle, and we're like, what? We're I, like, <laughs> yeah. So my my introduction to Space Manbound, like uh, my friend uh, down in uh, Texas, uh, shout out to Rob Ivy. I've I've know I've mentioned him on the the uh, podcast before, but uh, he's a YouTuber that goes by uh, Obsolete Geek. Dude is just awesome. Uh, he he knows so much about like uh, old Japanese like uh, computers and and old computers in general. But uh, he was one of those people that whenever I'd go to those like old computer meetups down in Dallas, yeah, he would come and bring his like MSX or his Sharp X sixty eight thousand or. Some just like crazy thing that I'd never played before. And uh, it, it was just so cool to be able to play this stuff that I'd never heard of before. And Space Man Bow was one of his favorites. And so that's how I heard of it. And uh, I actually almost bought it whenever I was in Japan one time because I saw a copy. But it was like oh. $700. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, it was it was like complete in box. So crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it was a wild thing. And then this right here is a little bit of a not not a a tribute to Kyle style. A tribute to Kyle style because he always would wear because mm -hmm. Kyle had a um, Native American heritage, a very small amount, so he'd always wear a Native oh, American. Okay. One. I'm wearing a tiki one. So yeah, 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 a tiki yeah. one for being out here in, in Hawaii or whatever. So I was like, wanted to to have this on as a, you know, a little bit of a tribute thing. But yeah, it was a wild freaking situation, man. Like it's now the thing is the hard drive still works. It's just, it makes it when I plug it in, it wants me to format it. So I think like realistically, it probably had a power jolt in my truck and got corrupted or something because it was yeah, an mm -hmm. old build. Um, because Kyle probably did that a long time ago and it probably yeah. was like a weird, like probably win fat 32 instead of X fat or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh -huh. it, it probably was something that was not compatible with my truck, but worked the first time, but we'll say the spirit of Kyle is now in my truck. <laughs> and I, it has transferred. He downloaded or he uploaded. Downloaded. He has, he has uploaded his, his musical essence into the, uh, into the truck now. So, <laughs> um, awesome. The other thing was, is I was I was planning on doing one with premium edition games as soundtracks on there too. Eventually. Okay. Yeah. What was the question? Oh, I was going to say your truck that uh, you have right now. It, did you have that shipped over from uh, from the states? Yes, I did. From the the lower forty eight. From the mainland, just yeah, the, the mainland. mainland. <laughs> yeah, I had to ship from the mainland, and I got to ship it back. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt, man. I bet. Yeah, so so um, what have you been up to as we go into some gaming stuff? But also, like, what have you been up to? Because I I got still got some non gaming stuff, but I've been blabbering with some Kyle stories. Oh, no, no worries at all, man. I, I like yeah. hearing about that kind of so stuff. I, I like still these. got about like three more things that have been going on. Yeah. So aside from you know, like uh, I, I I will wrap it up. I finished my book. Period. Woo! Period. End of story. Finished my book. It's actually formatted for the printer and uploaded into Google Drive, ready to give to the printer. And they, you know, they'll they'll probably tell me like something's wrong with it that I'll have to well, tweak. But if I have something, I might not have to <coughs> that too. I I, I, I still have the Jeff you. edits. I may so. not have the heart to tell you if I find something. I'm <laughs> I, I hope I did. I, we did a pretty good <laughs> scouring of, of everything. So I hope you don't find anything egregious. Um, well, and, and but, that's you know, what it is, is like if it's something tiny or minuscule, mm -hmm. it, it ain't worth it at this point. Like, yeah, because sure. you, you got it to a good part. If it's something big, though, I'll be like, hey. Um, yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the main things that I I typically like gloss over just because like I'm I'm like okay I'm done and then I forget to like check you know double check the uh, table of contents you know page numbers or something like that but I actually checked every single one of Woo! them so <laughs> those should be good to go um, yeah <laughs> but aside from that which you know has encompassed it, it just like taken over my life for the last like couple months. Um, I'm actually in the process of repairing my uh, Astro City candy cab. Ooh. Yeah. So the 29-inch monitor that's in there, I've got it in Tate mode, Tate mode for us uh, Americans. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, whenever I would power it on, like whenever I first got the, the thing, it, it worked perfectly. And I've got, um, uh, what is it, uh, Twin B um, in, in the cabinet right now. Um, 
after a couple seconds, it'll start like doing a vertical collapse. Like the, the, yeah, exactly. So there's something wrong with the geometry board. It's probably like a, a cold solder joint or something. And but, there, there's um, no, there's no like, um, little, little the, the potentiometers. No, yeah, no, that's they, not they, on there. They, they are on there, but they just don't uh, fix the problem. It, oh, because like, because sometimes the potentiometers have like a little bit, they're a little bit loose mm -hmm. and they'll just slowly adjust. I've noticed that on a few of my yeah. old ones where like I would see the the horizontal, I'd see the collapse come in, but in reality, I would go there and I could adjust it and fix it. So then I put like a, I like put a little piece of tape there and it would prevent it from doing it too. I hope it's yeah. not the geometry board. No, it, it is the geometry board. It, it's like, it gets all like funky and like moves around too. So, Ooh. yeah. So, um, I found a place online. It's um, like arcade repair, arcade monitor repair or something like that. It's out of like St. Louis um, around that area. And um, I'm uh, going to be taking my 29-inch uh, monitor to the UPS store. And they're going to ship it for me for a couple hundred dollars. Oh God! Hopefully they don't Ace Ventura that shit and kick it down the stairs and shit. Yeah, they they assured me that uh, you know with fragile stuff they do a really good job. So we'll see what happens. Right now it's in insure a non-functional state anyway. Oh, I absolutely will. But even if you know you insure it, like where am I going to get another twenty-nine inch monitor for uh, Astro City's Candy Cab? You know what I mean? You're not going to. So I'm kind of screwed either way. But I'm I'm putting a lot of faith in the the uh, shipping system here. <laughs> how how far of a drive is it to um to Missouri? Uh, so I actually did look that up too, and it's it's about the same drive as uh like me to Milwaukee. So it's about eight hours. Oh, so it's like it's like parallel. So if you're driving from from mm -hmm. Nebraska over, it's like different route. Because I was like, man, you could almost drive yeah, it is it is a different route. It, it would add a lot of time, and I you know in. If I went to MGC, there's no guarantee it would be done by the time I got back and then, you know, went went back my my merry way uh, home to Nebraska. So um, we'll see what happens. Well, uh, all I got to say is if you did take it yourself instead of shipping it, you would have a story to tell on Video Game Bullshit. <laughs> I know. Creating yeah, well, content. I know. Well, so. It's a lot of fucking time, though, guy. Like it's I, I know. It, <laughs> I would not so, do that drive. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it. I, I'm not one of those crazy people like Josh, our boss, that, uh, you know, premium that um, is just, I, I don't know how many miles that dude has put on the road, but it's got to be like, he. I can't he he's shit. probably like, uh, you know, brushing up against a world record or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe not I, that much, but well, I mean, it's it's, it's essentially a truck driver. Like, yeah, he's I, yeah, he's definitely like a trucker. Yeah, I, I'm mm -hmm. I'm not not able. I'm not to wired for that. Shit, no, Looking crazy. Yeah. Uh, so one other consideration that I have with this 20, 29 inch CRT. Yeah. I, I, Jeff, have you ever uh, discharged a CRT's capacitor before? Yes. You have. Yes, multiple times. Multiple times. Well, I might have to have you on the phone whenever I do mine because I've got some. Uh, I've got grounding. safety equipment. Yes, yes, <laughs> grounding. I've, I've got a. I've got a rubber mat that's on the way. I've got uh, these. I know I'm, I it's overkill. I it's it's totally overkill. I totally. Man, 
This is the most Air Force response to an normal thing. I'm afraid of electricity, Jess. I'm afraid. No, I get a big ass screwdriver. Yeah. And you just, I mean, with a plastic handle, and you go, yeah. And it doesn't shock you. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah, as long as yeah, you, you just have, wear, I, I wore a rubber kitchen glove and just went. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, just, no, no. I've, it, I've, it I've just, got the rubber gloves. Yeah, and, all I did was a, a big ass screwdriver with a big handle, and I, I did that, and it does a yeah. pop, and you're good to go. I know it's a <laughs> it just scares me. <laughs> He's over there, like with a big old hat. Yeah, dude, suit on, yeah, like, yeah, pretty much a beekeeper like a broom, suit, like, like a broom <laughs> over there, like. Yeah, ah! behind a blast shield. <laughs> behind a blast shield, Zach. That's amazing. Uh, that's that's kind of how I feel right now. Like, but uh, so I've been calling around to like different electronic like uh, repair stores, being like, "Hey, uh, if I bring this by, will you <laughs> discharge it for me?" So uh, I, I'm probably gonna weenie out and have someone else do it for me. <laughs> call, call an electrician. Let's go, man. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, if you have a yeah, that, come in, they'll do a house call. That's that's one problem that uh, you know you just run into with like CRTs and arcade monitors because you know no one works on them anymore. There's plenty of people who have worked on them in the past, but they're usually not in business anymore. So oh, yeah, for sure, you know, finding someone it, it's it's a difficult task, and especially like arcade repair. Like yeah. I said, I've, I've got to like send it away, like eight well, hours drive. Why do you think that when you brought up the Nova Blast candy arcade, that is very attractive to me? Because, oh, it's insanely attractive because, well, yeah, there's no and, maintenance involved. And that's what I'm saying is, is like it's a future maintenance on newer tech problem, not a current problem with old equipment that needs to be maintained and repaired with yeah where you have capacitors and freaking solder joints and geometry boards that go out and yeah like like it's a it's a legitimate thing so um and having owned multiple arcades you know already i know that you like it's insane and that's the same thing with pinball that's why i would go to a virtual pinball yeah retire versus getting a new one because then you take everything with arcades and you have to have a damn electrician's degree to be able to work on that shit and oh, I know. it's like i, I, I know interesting. for for a fact if if my uh starship troopers pinball machine ever like needed repair i'm not the guy to do it so i'd no. be making a house call for sure exactly like, and, and as you mentioned that's even more of a niche because there's not even somebody who works on a television somebody who can work on pinball electronics luckily crazy. there there is someone in my city who does it the the same people that for i now. bought my for now yes they're until you have now. the problem Once yeah the exactly problem, they'll be murphy's gone law by will, that time murphy's yes. law will hit and that person will yeah. have moved to florida by me and then you're I'll... absolutely <laughs> right about that but um you know and there's something to be said uh like keeping keeping the old warm glow of a CRT in, in your uh, candy cab and like playing it yeah. on original hardware. But oh, it I is mean, very attractive to have a an LCD screen, which is, you know, ni- nice, shiny and bright and um, uh, devoid of the, the impending uh, maintenance that well, has to be done. The other thing is, is that as many conventions as I've went to, all the guys who run conventions have arcades that they set up. So yeah. I just reach out to them. And they, they would get me mm-hmm. somebody because, like, for example, Midwest Gaming Classic, Stern Pinball goes there. I'm sure somebody knows how to work on a pinball that works with Stern. And I've talked yeah. to Gary Stern multiple times. So I can yeah, just be yeah. like, hey, Gary, 
Um, got oh, yeah, he's, he knows he, people, I'm sure. He might know a couple people. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, so in other words, like, probably can, you know, figure it out. Even with your current problem, I probably could reach over to people and might have somebody in your local area that might be able to fix a, a horizontal collapse, vertical collapse. Yeah, and, and, and that's actually a, another point is like, uh, you know, you mentioned the uh, the conventions that have all these things. So obviously, like people around there um, have the skills to fix this stuff. Well, barcades are everywhere, too, even in the Omaha True. area. So there's got to be someone who's maintaining these things, right? Yeah. I just have to find who they are. And maybe I'll reach out to the arcade and find out who that is. Yeah, and that might save you from having to gamble <coughs> with a 29-inch monitor potentially getting damaged by somebody out of your control. Sure. That's my worry uh, for you. My well, worry for you is shipping that shit because if it gets broken, it's gone. The the only reason I am putting my faith in this is because uh, I reached out to – so, like, um, Ryan Berger of Old School Gamer Magazine – um, he is, uh, you know, huge into arcade auctions. He does arcade auctions. So he's hooked up with uh, this whole community too. Um, and he knows people, but he sends his stuff away to that same place. Yeah. But for me, this is your piece of collectible. So you're gambling yeah. with the USPS. I, I not, totally am. It's not the person. The person who's doing it is probably great. It's more so. That, and it's when you ship it and when they ship it back. Like, dude, that's... I will. That thing that's, is going to be covered in fragile stickers. Covered. Well, that's for yours. But when they send it back, <laughs> like yeah, again, there's two spots where it's out of out of the purview of people who give a shit, and because yeah. nobody. Yeah, yeah. and unfortunately, like unfortunately, it's it's shipping both ways. I'm worried for you, man. I'm worried. For I, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting a lot of faith <laughs> in the in the the system right now. Yeah, um, man. So aside from that candy cab, I'm also uh, working on upgrading my Xbox 360 kiosk. Mm. Um, the uh, the monitor that was in it is like a 19 inch, like old old crappy monitor that came with the kiosk. Yeah, and um, you know, as long as I have a monitor with a VESA mount with like I think it's a uh, thousand millimeter um, uh, spacing then I, I can just like throw in like a com computer monitor onto it, like well, uh, a modern computer monitor. I assume the Xbox 360 is the HDMI one. Cause I think there were two models. The first, yeah, the, really the one that it. I have is HDMI. Yes. That's yeah. good. Um, so that way, yeah, you can use anything in that essentially mm -hmm. as it fits your space requirements. That's awesome. Yeah. That actually might be a nice upgrade to it, even though it oh, will be huge upgrade. It won't be like stock, but um, it's for you. Yeah. So, but like I'm, I'm doing all this stuff in preparation for uh, like a, about a month and a half ago or, or change. I had a get together over at my house with uh, a whole bunch of people for like a video game yeah. competition. Actually, oh, yeah. it was probably like two, two and a half months ago. But yeah, anyway, I, I um, want to say it was, um, you know, what, like five or six episodes ago. We uh, you yeah. mentioned your game night. Yes. And it was <laughs> such a good time. And uh it just so happened that one of the guys that I, I invited over, um, he brought an and one, like a plus one, uh, that just so happened to be a friend of my wife's. And they had no mm -hmm. idea that, uh, you know, the that, it, yeah. you know, she was coming to my wife's house or my wife was having, you know, whatever. So yeah. we got to talking and then like, 
she's like, wait, 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 your name is Tristan Ibarra? Like, and, and yeah. you work on video game stuff? He's like, I have a friend who has a husband named Tristan who works on video game stuff. I'm like, what's your friend's name? She's like, Natalie. I'm like, that's my wife. Like, so <coughs> it was a hilarious thing. Mm-hmm. Um, finally got my wife to like come out of uh, seclusion and, and come down and hang out with, mm-hmm. with her yeah. friend. But uh, that friend showed like their other friends how much fun they had. So they want me to host another game night, which I'm Portally. doing and I'm, pre- I'm preparing Portally for now. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's so awesome. on that Xbox 360 kiosk, I'm going to have uh, Burnout Revenge uh, queued up. That is up. the one that I would put on there at all times. Yeah, to to <laughs> see how much mayhem people can can cause, and I'll have a prize crash for mode. yes in the crash mode. So much yep. fun. That is the one. I'm awesome. I'm thinking about having Mike Tyson's Punch Out uh, hooked up to see and and give a prize to anyone who can beat Mike. I've okay. never beat him. I have never beat Mike Tyson. Well, you were absent for our episode because I think it was our second or third bullshit. Home yeah, that's right. Dream. Yeah, you're right. I yeah, was. I um I beat Mr. Dream because I did Mr. Dream one on Nintendo Switch Online. <coughs> um, yeah, so gosh. I definitely was able to. And here was the thing: is we talked about in the episode. Um, I used the rewind function as a training method. To oh, beat him. Yeah. So I used mm-hmm. it so I could memorize all the pieces. Then I was able to finally do it, like no no stop with no um without using it. Um, but it took Breaking me like man. it took me like an hour and I was able to beat him. It was pretty easy. Insane. Yeah, so I beat Mr. Dream, Mike Tyson. Like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. But that was that was the first time I beat Mr. Dream. I beat Tyson back in the day, but <clears throat> I never beat Mr. Dream. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's fast. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> insane my problem is i just anticipate that uppercut like way too much just and you know i i dodge before he blinks and uh you can't do that well and once you get past the first few um because the first he wrecks you and knocks you down with one hit later on though he doesn't yeah the jab the jabs that's fine yeah yeah later on he does not so it's you just got to get past the first onslaught and then you can kind of start figuring it out it's not that bad but yeah but that that whole long-winded diatribe I just went on about the kiosk and the candy cab that was all in preparation for this game night. So that's that's what extracurriculars I have going on right now in my game life. Game night. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, so from last weekend, um, it was the Royal Rumble. Uh, in oh WWE. yeah, and um, I watch two wrestling events every year: it's Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Um, but uh, Joe from Video Games Monthly, Joe Coke, um, mm-hmm. he does a pool every year. So you give like you give a couple bucks, and um, <clears throat> you get a entrant in the male and the female Royal Rumble. And I usually do two entrants, so I get two of each. Last yeah. year, I had number one in the women's, and it was Rhea Ripley, and she won. So I won um, the the whole thing. Um, this year, I got number one in the men's. Oh, crazy. Um, and I got a bunch of numbers, and they all seem pretty damn good. Um, I ended up, who did I end up getting? I ended up getting, like, Shayna Baszler and um, another female wrestler did not win. Um, and 8-Bit Eric is in it with us this year, and he won the women's because he got Bailey, who ended up winning the Rumble. <laughs> nice. um, for the men's, main event, Jey Uso was number one. Um, he did not win. Cody Rhodes won. Um, I was 
one number off from Cody Rhodes. I had right after him, which was the Miz and the Miz definitely did not win um, mm. <laughs> for, cause like I had number one and then I had like number 16 or something. And Cody Rhodes is number 15. I was like, really? Like I would have, I would have won again two years in a row. Um, no. But there's been some controversy with the Royal Rumble now too. Um, sure has. Geez. So yeah, it was on SmackDown that um, Cody Rhodes came out and said, to Roman Reigns or something like that is like, Hey, so I had this guy talk to me and the rock came out and basically is taking the main event from Cody Rhodes. Like, like wild. And so the rock now is, and the thing is that video is the most disliked video in the history of the (laughs) WWE. Cause they're all pissed off. Wow. This is hearkening back to Yesamania with Daniel Bryan when he got screwed over from David Batista. They're calling him Rocktista. They're calling him oh, man. Dwayne Batista. It is like it has over a half a million dislikes on the video at this point. Dislikes. Um now, the thing is, nobody hates the rock. They don't like yeah. the that they're screwing over Cody Rhodes. Exactly. Yeah. And, and as a wrestling fan, so like, I, you know, I, I only like really hardcore followed wrestling in the late nineties yeah, and then that was it. But as a, a hardcore wrestling fan, <coughs> does fan reaction ever play a part in the way that people, that, that, that behind the scenes, they write these scripts? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it, and it didn't used to be like that, but with, a lot of the people writing the scripts now being wrestling marks, AKA nerds who are too into wrestling. Um, mm. It does tend to change. The thing is with Cody Rhodes's thing is that he has been completing the story since he's come back in WWE a few years back. And so okay. he wants to win the world title that was stolen from his dad, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes back in the day in Madison square garden. And so he wants to win the title last year he won the royal rumble went and got screwed out of the title at wrestlemania by interference and all that stuff um and triple h who is now running the show is 100 percent a long gamer um so my thing is and i'm not a wrestling mark i just i'm an analyst for the army so i analyze things i feel like they might be doing this on purpose to elicit a reaction out of the marks out of the long-term fans and they might Mm -hmm swerve this shit back and be like, no reality is you told me you were going to do this. However, he's still going to go and complete the story. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that, like, that sounds like something they would do. They're not dumb. I'll tell you that much. And TKO yeah. has bought it out and they own UFC and WWE now. Um, the only thing I had in the news was regarding that because Vince McMahon and the scandals that came out, um oh what scandals are you talking about jeff the the sexual (laughs) allegations my god did you read those freaking pooping on heads pooping on heads and stuff of a of an intern which is messed up beyond reproach the thing is though is that they are treating vince mcmahon like chris bonois at this point they're scrubbing it he is does not exist anymore and the thing is where it becomes really serious is that the multi-billionaire who who runs TKO, um, his daughter works with WWE after the merger, so he is going to take that shit seriously. Like, if my daughter was part of something and I owned a piece of it, like, yeah, I would go within everything within my power to make sure that there's a safe working environment there. So they are uh, like, yeah. they've, 
they scrubbed the hell out of that thing. Um, so my thing is, long story short, with all the shenanigans that are happening, all that thing, that negative backlash, it will be seen whether they change it and react because The Rock is on TKO's board as an owner or as a manager or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I'm tracking, the reason why they put The Rock into this is because it was initially teased that he was going. they were going to do this, but because CM Punk was injured in the Rumble, and I thought that was a fake thing, but apparently he, he pulled his tricep or something. Um, okay. He won't be able to be in WrestleMania, which means that's a huge main event hole. Um, my thing is, um, if they're going to long game it, which is cool, um, then what would happen? Number one, there'd be a lot of negative backlash toward The Rock, unfortunately. Cody Rhodes goes, wins the other title um, from Seth Rollins, who has the world title or whatever, not the WWE title. He wins that. Roman Reigns beats The Rock at WrestleMania. And then they go to SummerSlam or next WrestleMania and unify the titles. Like, yeah. My only concern, and this isn't the wrestling mark thing, this is my real concern, is that Cody Rhodes gets injured. That would fucking suck. Like, if he actually gets legitimately injured, he's been a two year long game doing the right things, being a badass, doing awesome. You know, he does community stuff, he does everything, being an advocate for this company. And if he got injured, man, oh my God, it would just <laughs> like, like, cause it's like, he's put forth so much time and effort into this. And I followed him when he went and started AEW as one of the, the main owners. He started the other company with the young bucks and everything. And like, he like, he has done outstanding stuff. And so if that happened, that would suck. So to me, I feel like there's going to be some kind of response. There has to be with with that many negative. And apparently there was a, a house show or something where The Rock got his ass booed um, this weekend oh. or something too. Like, oh, it's it's turning into boo-a-mania. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad, man. Um, now, when is WrestleMania? It's typically in the summer, right? Um, Two months. Two, oh, two months. Okay. Summer Slam is in the summer. Summer Slam. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the yeah. one that has so much. See how much I know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, usually it's Royal Rumble. There'll be a, a pay per view and then WrestleMania. Um, mm-hmm. I think they do now this big Elimination Chamber uh, dome pay per view in between. Um, and I think that's where they were going to have CM Punk come in and earn his shot at WrestleMania, but now he's injured. So I don't know what they're going to yeah. do. Um, oh my gosh, you mentioned that dome that just reminded me. Like, I, I was on YouTube, like going down the rabbit hole, and uh, I came across this. Um, this video of uh, Undertaker and Mick Foley watching their cage match back. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's incredible. Like, I, you know, I watched that live. That's that that was right in the middle of whenever I was watching it hardcore. That's and crazy, we were watching man. that pay-per-view and like all of us just went insane. <laughs> like, like, oh my gosh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Look at awesome, man. So, um, so gaming stuff that's been going on. So I do have an update to the Amiga project. And oh, really? I, and I wrote down scope creep update. Like it went crazy. I went down a freaking rabbit hole yesterday. So okay. um, one thing was, is I, I came across a video on YouTube that says the perfect Amiga setup on 
on your analog pocket. And I'm like, what the hell? So, cause I wanted to create a way to play Amiga games. And the thing is, Tristan, Amiga is your healthy median between NES and Super Nintendo. It is the eight and 16 bit computer gamer. So I want to experience mm. some of these games as an ugly American console player. I want to experience them. Um, sure. And the same thing as MSX is your healthy median between Atari and NES. It's like right there in the middle. Yeah. And some of them, the later ones, they can do like almost TurboGrafx-16 ish. So mm -hmm. to me, the Amiga is the middle. Like it's Commodore's before the NES, Amiga's after. Commodore and MSX, Amiga is after. And so I wanted to have a way to play it. And they put the core on the analog. So I go on there though. I put my SD card in my computer and I just like, oh, I haven't done the updater in a while because I have this little pocket updater thing because there's like four or five different uh, Windows GUIs you can click and it'll update all your emulators for you. I'm like, oh, I haven't done mm -hmm. that in a while. Um, apparently, there is a very, very, very healthy community and it took hours to update my SD card. There are now multiple arcades that are on there are like full arcades emulated in FPGA, like double dragons on there, like, like the dungeons and dragons there. Everything's on there now it is insane. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and the Amiga has been updated significantly. And that video that I showed has a um, tutorial. So instead of me having to, which I already did download every, all thousands and thousands of ROMs and then curate them all and play them all and sort them all, which is what I was doing on the side. It was fun. The Jeez. Um, they actually had in archive a file that you do it. You put it in there. One file has it. It goes into the new emulator. The emulator has been updated. You can have, there's a little pop-up keyboard. You can get with select. You can control them. The, the Amiga mouse by holding the R button and pressing the button. Mm -hmm. Um, but that the list has every game curated. It has them all in lists. It has them in top lists. It has them by genre, by year hey, nice. with imagery for every single game. Oh, very nice. And you could do it by year. And it has new games in there all the way up to 2023, all the releases. Somebody went in and did what we do to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, so now, and on the top, it says, I'm feeling, at the bottom, it says, I'm feeling lucky. You press a button, and it does it random I know, game. just random. Awesome. Yep. I was like, like, I'm good. Oh, my God. That's exactly what I wanted. And so now I can play it as an ugly console player, ugly American, um, and enjoy some games. And I played a few. I played a homebrew game that I was addicted to, and I beat completely, unlocked all the things. Um, it was like this little card thing where you're just avoiding and collecting um collecting fuel or something but um interesting though so scope creep because i went and updated they now support pc engine cd oh and i didn't have any pc engine cd games so i went and downloaded all of the pc engine cd games that are in english or that would be interesting to play and so i went down that rabbit hole of 50 gigabytes of games um, ended up being 50 gigabytes within the genres that I want to play and everything. Sure. And then I just went crazier and I'm like, oh, I don't have any of the translations or ROM hacks for any of the consoles. So I went down, 
Um, I think it was CD Romance was the website I went to. Um, but anyways, okay. I went down and found every single English translation for NES Super like thousands and thousands and thousands. Damn. And I went and curated them all and downloaded the genres that I would like to play. And so they're all there, all the hacks. So that includes like Metroid, uh, uh, Zelda Parallel Worlds, Metroid Redesign, all of the classic hacks. It's all there. Um, So now I have them all on my analog pocket, ready to play. Um, And as Scope Creep would go, um, after downloading over 50 gigabytes of PC Engine CDs, it's the wrong file format. So, is, is there a converter somewhere? Probably a different f- website that I have to go to to get the right format, and it probably does a specific file format. Dang. Yeah. So I don't know yet. I'm not gonna research it this weekend. Like it's it's done for now. Uh, so PC Engine CD is currently not working, and it's the same guy that made the Amiga emulator made the PC Engine emulator. So maybe mm-hmm. there's a file somewhere, but. Um, the other thing that made it crazy was um, the analog pocket was updated and it now supports um, a bigger file system. So not only did I have to up, was I updating things, but I had to reformat my SD card to XFAT from FAT32 because it now supports it. <coughs> because that file for the Amiga was like nine gigabytes. Mm. And if you do FAT32, it has to be under four gigabyte files. Yikes. So I had to reformat, put everything out of my computer, reformat it back over. Um, did that all in between walking Gizmo yesterday. And I was going to say, man, that sounds like a lot of work. That was a rabbit hole, dude. <laughs> oh, that was a fun one. It was man. cool, though. I was just sitting there fucking around while I was uh, drinking tequila. and Actually, no, it was hurricanes. My wife made hurricanes. I was drinking a hurricane. Um, fucking crazy, though, dude. But yeah, that was, that was scope creep, dude. Scope creep like to say the least it was fun as hell though now i got a pretty awesome uh, thing because i got all the the rom translations the hacks all the stuff for all the rpgs for super nintendo and nes yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. um and game boy color game boy advance game boy which i never had um i didn't download everything so i'm not a huge fan of tactical strategy games um i didn't do all the fighting games I didn't do a lot of stuff that I know I'm not going to play as much. Um, and I yeah. didn't do all the Pokemon games for the Game Boy stuff, which kept me sane. Um, but I did a lot. There's a lot of cool stuff out there, man. And a lot of the shit that was in my Super Nintendo and NES books um, that are able to be played without a translation, I got those translations, the ones that have been fan translated. Um, so. Yeah. That can open up a potential book in the future if people want me to do it, which is a fan translation guide book because I have them all. That, that would be awesome. Curated. Yeah. I mean, I every especially period. <laughs> and and um, I mean, like, you know, there, there, there are a lot of uh, consoles now. And I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but was the Retron 5 the first one that allowed patches? Yeah, um, that was the first one where you could put in a card and apply the patch to the game. <clears> that you yeah. Mm hmm. And yeah. the Polymega did that as well. Yeah, exactly. So we've got the Retron 5, the Polymega, the Retro Freak, and then uh, the Analog Pocket. But like more and more, um, you, you know, you can apply these patches and actually play them in English, whereas yeah. like you weren't able to play these games before. Um, it just opens up a whole new thing. Oh, and, yeah, seriously, I mean, dude. If, if I do a book on it, too, I want to give credit to all the translators, too, that I've Yeah, for like sure. That. Yeah, and all, all these like sites that host all the translations too, like, and that that's a huge rabbit hole that like 
people have a hard time navigating because there isn't like one big repository. So that'd be cool if you. I literally just created it yesterday. (laughs) My my SD card, it's there, and it's like crazy. I did the same thing with hacks, but it's it's only what was available on that website. They also, for some reason, didn't have any master system was under construction, and Mm. a few other consoles. Did uh, they have Saturn patches? They do. Oh, yeah. They do. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. I kind of figured they would. CD um, Romance has all the CD stuff. I went there for PC yeah. Engine CD games that I have that I wanted to, to get copies of. But um, it ended up being a rabbit hole of all the things because they had retro on there, too. But they also didn't have, like, 7800 on there. A lot of the mm-hmm. retro stuff, like second-gen stuff, they didn't have up. Um, they only had NES from the uh, from the third-gen Um and then Game Boy and stuff. Yeah, I gotta so. I gotta write that down. CD Romance, because um, CD Romance. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good. I had no issues with it. You can do about three simultaneous downloads. So if you're doing big files, um, you can do mm-hmm. probably three games at a time before it like limits you or whatever. Because they don't want you to like spam them or use a of bot course. to download it all. So I did it yeah, all. Yeah, so you host your own, <laughs> you know, competing Correct. website or whatever. Exactly. So it's I just did it. I got the ones that I wanted. I curated it and had fun with it. It's still a lot of games. It's fun though. It's all right now for my personal, but I might be able to create content from it. Never know. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, and, and that reminded me another thing that I did, and this was because of uh, a, a friend of mine that wanted to play some Japanese translations. Um, like I, uh, I took an action replay cart. Uh, from his Saturn, um, and actually like uh, flashed pseudo Saturn Kai onto it for him so that you can play backups nice. and yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, CD Romance is something I'm going to point him to because there were a couple of uh, games that are you know Japanese text heavy that he's going to yes. need patches for. So yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Freaking crazy, dude. Um, yeah. The last piece was is uh, so yesterday uh, did flea market madness went out to the flea market. Um, nice, and, nice. Um, my wife has been wanting to. We'll call that use... picks, pickups and gets. Sure, my wife was wanting <laughs> to do the um, the rail, the Hawaiian rail system because we haven't. Used oh it yet. yeah, you said that, dude. It was under construction the last time that I was there. Oh, it's still under construction. It's just, oh, okay. it, it's now operable and it stops at certain spots. Um, yeah, yeah. But it does go from where I live out here in Kapolei, Eva Beach area, out to the Aloha Stadium swap meet. And That's so, cool. Um, ironically, ended up um, taking longer and costing more money. So, um, so basically, like it's the rail is like um, a mile away from the house. So we just we drove the Jeep over there. It doesn't cost a park, <clears throat> but it was like 19 bucks a person for a day pass. Mm. Um, and I assume if you did like a monthly, it'd be it'd be better. Um, like if you were like driving to or, or using it to get to work or something, it would be better. Yeah. But um, the Aloha swap meet, it costs um, two dollars a person or one dollar with military per person to park. Um, apparently that's just entrance fee because when we got there, we still had to pay the two, the $1 or $2 too. So it didn't save any money on parking. Um, what it saved was traffic and gas, but we had to pay $19 a person for that, which is like more than half a ticket gas. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think you're paying for the, the nuance of, of using a rail system. And then, um, also the, uh, the scenery, of it and there wasn't a damn person on there there was like us and one other person in the back mm-hmm. like nobody's using this thing because they spent so much money a lot of the hawaiians are boycotting it 
Yeah, dude. Yeah, that that was another thing. Like, uh, you know, it it was it wasn't a popular uh, project in the first place. I remember yeah. that, and uh, it just bled money. Like, it was so expensive, like way over the estimated, which is why it was taking so long to build, and is yeah. still taking so long to build. Yeah, because right now it doesn't go to Pearl Harbor, which is planned. It doesn't go down mm-hmm. to Waikiki yet, which I th- the airport's planned. I don't know if Waikiki is planned, but yeah. like once it does all that, um, yeah, worried- once it does all that, the airport especially people will start using it. But they're worried about like um, Waikiki or whatever, like homeless people jumping on it and then like moving mm-hmm. onto the other parts of the island where they're currently not at. So it's like a a big concern. Um, I'll be well Hadn't off. Thought island. of that. I'll be well Hadn't off. Thought island. of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we went around the flea market. It was awesome. Um, then the one thing about the Aloha swap mate, and I don't think we've talked about it before, um, is that the, the first ring is all the tourist trappy stuff, like all the stuff that you can buy there. That's all the Hawaiian stuff that they probably import, but also, and then you have interspersed like actual, um, you know, Hawaiians that are either making tiki stuff or whatever. So like this item right here, this tiki item I got from the Aloha swap meet. That is mm-hmm. something that they didn't make in Hawaii. They likely imported it from somewhere else. That's a Hawaiian looking thing um, gotcha. versus something that they chipped. So like this thing that I got here with the tiki, I'm assuming that this is an imported tiki, um, mm-hmm. not a made in Hawaiian tiki. And then same thing with like the beads. I got these, these are like a buck a piece and got the beads um, from Hawaii. Um, but the outer ring is that the inner rings and there's a spot where it goes two, three, and then sometimes four other lanes. And this is a, over a mile around, by the way, uh, <laughs> is the other ones are flea markety stuff. Like, like people bringing in their garages and bringing in the stuff yeah, yeah. they find you. Um, so I did find some video games. Hey. It's pretty cool. Um, and one video game I won't show now. We're going to use for our bullshit homework after we talk about hollow night. Nice. Homework. Um, which I have down here. So, and these are not even in the same realm. So you won't even be able to guess what our homework game is, which is great. Gotcha. So first thing that I found at the boxed is a copy of Virtual Pro Wrestling 64. On Japanese, it looks like. It is the Japanese yeah, version of sure. WCW versus NWO random. Tour. Random. And it is boxed. Fully That's boxed. That's awesome. It's all beaten the hill, classic. Yeah, um, it looks like it was in a wrestling ring. So many wrestlers, so much excitement is what it says <laughs> on here. Um, but yeah, this is the um, it features NWO and WCW wrestlers, uh, which is the World Tour version. Um, and That's then cool when I art. I like that. Yeah, when I find this stuff, um, I bought the. I, I'm going to buy the box protectors off eBay, and I'll get some boxer protectors in specifically for Japanese boxes so that way i can put it in a protection um that way because i don't care that it has some patina in it it's all good um yeah so i found this boxed at the flea market which is crazy boxed games at the flea market man the other thing that i found over here is i found a game and watch i found donkey kong 2 hey cool and so this Game & Watch right here, and it is flawless, not broken or anything. Um, the Game & Watch is obviously our Nintendo's first time that they used the D-pad back in the day. This That's is one right. Of them, this is one of the multi-screen ones. And this is essentially, you know, a almost like a um, Donkey Kong Jr., but it's called Donkey Kong 2. 
Um, yeah. was pretty awesome. Love I have Donkey word. Kong one. I have Donkey Kong one, but like, yeah. So I found this there, which is, um, the, the year for this was 1983. Jeez. 1983 so insane, for, the, for the game and watch Nintendo fun. But yeah, this is, um, this one again, sitting there, sitting there at, the flea market. I love flea markets. So cool. Oh, same, um, dude. Like oh, cool. I, I miss them so much. And then I got one other game that we will talk about at the end, which is a fun right. one that we'll do for the Bullshit Homer. Um, the other stuff that I got in, um, I got in from stuff that I ordered or backed. This was a part of a Kickstarter. Um, this is Earthbound USA, created by Fan Gamer. Um, oh. and with in conjunction with the guys that were did Tomato Team. And did the Mother 3 uh, translations and all that stuff. So, like, this is a huge part of the ROM hacking community. Everything else about Earthbound. So, this is a really cool documentary. Different than the one that Tristan Dietering did, too. Yeah, Mother to Um, Earth. Mother to Earth. This one is Earthbound USA, which is more about the community, the fan community. That's what this mm-hmm. one's about. Um, I only I haven't opened it yet, but I did get a digital version and I watched it like when I got the the port part of it. Um, other one that I got, which was a Kickstarter, is I got the second issue of RPM, the official retro PlayStation magazine, the unofficial. Cool. Um, these are really cool, really small factor, which is the same size I'm doing for the Metroidvania Chronicles. Um, And just like a lot of cool, like PlayStation based knowledge, which is something that, you know, I grew up with PlayStation two, just like, you know, in my teenage years, Um, they're going to do the Kickstarter for issue three and, and April of 24. Um, So they do a Kickstarter every single one. So this is almost a book a zine, but they do like 60 pages. So they do it small, Um, but it's really, really cool. When they do the uh, Kickstarters, do they allow you to get back issues? Um, they should, because this is the first issue, mm-hmm. and this is the second issue now. Yeah, they I've should. missed out on those, but I, I would definitely buy them if I could get the first two also. Yeah, they're, they're super fun. Um, <coughs> I, I assume that it's the same guy that did these uh, these Vita zines and everything mm-hmm. that I have, the PS3. It's the yeah. books that he did, because he did like they did some books on PlayStation. I think it's the same guy. If it's Sanjay, his name is Sanjay? Yes. Sandeep Rai. He's the one that does it. It's too old for gaming is his thing. Too old for gaming. <laughs> too old it. for gaming. But I love his style. Like as a you know fellow creator, like his shit's cool. He does PlayStation, which I haven't really touched in a long time. So it's cool to read up on the stuff. And I mm-hmm. I really don't have a plan to do a complete like anything that far in advance. So it's really fun because he did a Vita book and now he's done a PS3 book, um, which are cool to read. Yeah. Um, so awesome. And then the final thing that I got in the mail. Hey, that looks familiar. Got in from, from tr- the art of Ibarra, Tristan Ibarra. Now, uh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I from, got from it Nebraska direct. We got Nebraska direct. Um, yeah, dude, this, this turned out awesome. Like I like seeing it in, in your know, person. Um, and this is like a really cool version for the Nestef Compo from, from, you know, an episode perspective. But also like it talks about every single game in detail, including all the little demos. This is what I'm talking about is like from a historical perspective. Now we mm-hmm. have this saved. Um, yeah. Where, and- where it was when the demos were released. This is saved. Um, I'm surprised a lot of the 
the actual um, game devs haven't um, went and bought copies yet. Because I mean, we've sold a few copies, but we didn't do this to, we didn't put it to Kickstarter. We just did it to preserve it. Sure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so if anyone is interested at um, Hagensalley.com, it, it this is available for purchase still and we'll make them on demand. So like yeah. this is, and so it's spiral bound. It's the same small form factor as the RPM, same exact size, um, same small form factor. Uh, and then Tristan, you have the nice little, little plastic to cover the pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we hand cut them. Um, and it is a solid backgrounds instead of the, the retro background, but that's the only change is we did solid backgrounds to save Tristan on poor ink. Um, poor <laughs> um, but that's it. Like everything else is in here. Um, and we talk about, you know, the potential that every game has more so because we're not being overly critical. We did put in our um, overall score review. So if it had like yes. a B or a C rating, but we'd still talk about potential of every game. Um, and then, you know, went out and broke out all of the sprite work directly from the games in order to make mm. it each, each um, one, like even the little cat paw for, um, you know, the little puzzler game that played like, what was it? Pentabla cat or whatever it's called. The one that was like basically a rip off of Tetris. Um, classic yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 classic yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, so like going through and just putting all the different characters, which are also on the front. Um, just had real fun with making it real quick. You know, VGBS presents. We'll do more of them if people are, are super interested. They give us recommendations. Um, and when the bite off comes out, we'll, we'll plan on doing one from a preservationist perspective, but if people like you mentioned, we want to curate like all the music that we've done with VGBS mm-hmm. and people want us to curate the bullshit homework games and do like a similar perspective in the small form factor. Like we could do season, uh, season five of VGBS where when you came on board and, and talk about all the games and maybe give it a different perspective. Like we each write a little bit of like after effects of you know, dead cells, uh, return to Castlevania, which you weren't able to play at the time, <laughs> but like stupid actually, Xbox, man. Yeah. And in, in a year, did you try again? And, you yeah. know, like might give you an excuse to go back and try it. Um, but like, if people want it, we'll do it. If not, we got millions of other projects, man. Um, you have any pickups before we move on? I do. I, I yes. have a couple. Yeah. All right. So, uh, th- this came out a couple days ago. I picked up Tekken eight. Ooh, okay. I haven't. Uh, I I just installed it on my my PlayStation Five over here. Okay, yeah. if I can touch red, it. Okay, red station. Um, red station. Yep, my red station. Uh, so I haven't played it yet, but it is installed. Um, my favorite pickup. I got a uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about sitting here. I was thinking about drinking it on the podcast, but spin it around. I've, I've got, I've got my rock star. Spin it around for branding, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> someone, someone brought that into uh, the game store yesterday. Ben's game zone. Which, which um, one? Ben's game zone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and dude, uh, you know, you had a uh, game and watch pickup. I also had a game and watch pickup yesterday yes um so i had a copy of this before but i ended up giving it to uh somebody who was like a huge zelda fan and and wanted to play it on the go i'm like dude did you know that this existed they didn't oh so i i've got another copy of this and nice 
so this one was already open. My other one was sealed. So I never actually got to open this up and see how gorgeous this thing is. It is Freaking beautiful. Cool. It's so nice. Like what what game on the NES do you think that that uh they should come out with? Because they've done Mario and they've done Zelda so far, obviously. So they've got like you What's know, the some other, other Metroid, Metroid obviously. I need yeah, Metroid. Met I know. <laughs> But wouldn't that be cool if they put Punch Out in a form factor like this? Yes, that would be amazing. That's the one I want to see. Like Especially they need to like... keep making these things. Yeah, I, I don't think they sold well though. Either that or they overproduced them because I always saw them. At, yeah, they were. Like, uh huh. You're right. At uh, Walmart, so I don't. Yeah, I don't think Best people Buy bought on them as much stuff. as they wanted. So unfortunately, just a bummer, man. They're so nice. They really are. Like they're cool. so well, well, like put together, and and what a great value! Like you know, it's that, got Zelda actually, one, two, and Link's Awakening. And that's actually, God. something that I haven't bought that's been on my to buy list forever, Zelda wise, is I want the original Game and Watch. The original, oh, the original, yeah, the original. Uh huh. I want the yeah. I want the the LCD like in like, the box and everything, or just loose. Eh, I mean, I got this one loose. I'm I'm okay with loose. I don't need boxes. Yeah. Um, cause the new ones, obviously, I have them boxed. But mm -hmm. um, I bought them when they came out. But like, yeah, I would I would just want it. Um, if I, f I and the thing is though is I'm not going on eBay to find it. Like if I find it no, somewhere yeah. mm -hmm. and it's cool, like I mean, I just found Donkey Kong Two at a damn flea market. It's awesome. Sure, sure. Like, no, that's cool though that you got the um that the game and watch one, the new one though. That thing is well, so yeah. Cool. As as soon as I gave it away to somebody, then I stopped like seeing them on the shelf on clearance. I'm like, crap! Now I have to like find it somewhere, and it happened to be at uh, another yeah. store called Pop Culture that we have out here. So I picked Pop it up. Culture, nice. Pop Culture, yeah. Um, yeah. The the guy. Um, there's a guy. It's like Gaming Max or Retro Max or something that is at the flea market that he does. He brings his retro games. That's where I got the nice. game and watch and the the box game from um he said if i hit him up on um instagram he'll bring like more stuff because he has some yeah. rare shit um he had lunar 2 sitting behind a thing he had some other stuff like box there um nothing that i was mm -hmm. super interested in but like i have a lot of good stuff already so um i was looking for good deals but he did say there is a show a pop culture show about to happen like here in the next hey. couple weeks I got to look him up on Instagram and see when that show is. So that way, because it's at, there's a convention center that we went to where I got the big battle axe and everything back in the day. It's the same place. So hmm. Andrew and I will go there and park and go check out pop culture stuff. Maybe they will be so more cool, man. I love toy shows and flea markets and any, any, any gathering of like, you know, so I don't have to go all over the place and like, look for myself. If people bring stuff into one little area and you can, Exactly. So nice. And I hope it's not in the same weekend that spring break where, you know, I'll be going in spring break um, to game on expo, which is the only convention I'm going to this year um, oh, okay. game yeah. on expo. It's two weeks before Midwest gaming classic, which means I can't mm. afford to fly from Hawaii to Milwaukee two weeks. Oh, after of course I'm not. Flying <coughs> Hawaii to, to phoenix and the only reason why i'm doing the phoenix one is because my wife and daughter were going to disney which they're already planned so i'm kind of going to do that and then just jump over and back um i'm able to i might try to go to socal in the summer but that's right before i move so i don't know if the timing's going to work yeah. socal gaming expo uh premium is going to have an exclusive game at it and as well as we have an exclusive game at 
game on, and we have an exclusive game at Midwest. So those we're are- everywhere, people, everywhere. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would love to. But Game On Expo is going to be wild, man. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, dude. I I wish I could make it out there. Oh, oh, oh. Gosh, I, can't, I no no. no oh. I'm sorry. I, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> this was my brain breaking in real time. Um. I totally <laughs> forgot. I need to Broken. send something to you before Game On Expo because a certain somebody is going to be at Game On. That I want a signature from David Hader. If, yes, sir. I know because you said can, that you had to go to the convention. Can I send you my insert for uh, Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. To have him sign. Oh man, that'd be so cool. Yeah, I'll have him do it, and then I'll we'll do a shot with it, and then we'll record for video game bullshit. Oh, that'd be so amazing. Dude. Yeah. So that's my goal is when I go out there. Um, all the people that I know, I want them to do voice spots. Cause we've gotten P- Daniel Pacina to do it multiple times. Uh-huh. Um, but I would like to get, um, David Hader. Um, there's also David wise. That's going to be there. And a lot of other musicians that Shit, love. Dude, have gamester do it too, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have John do it. Um, uh, Nintendo is going to be there. So him and I are going to be, um, yeah. like we're doing, we're hosting a panel together. Um, talking about, um, the <laughs> preservation of physical media. If, <laughs> if Phil Moore is there at, uh, MGC again, should I try it again? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Phil Moore. But yeah, hey, so, Phil. yeah, so we're going to be doing a panel though at, game on expo talking mm-hmm. about the importance of physical preservation how um it will evolve into more of a collectible marketing aspect which is literally what we started <laughs> doing with premium um and nintendo will be there which nintendo for those of you that don't know um is w- one of the developers um he i think he works more on the design side but he does some coding for carl which is um, yeah. also programmed by Matt Bittner, who did a robot named Fight. And we announced that we were doing the game on, on one of our directs, which should be going up for pre-order during the, the spring if um, you know Barry gets our, our script for a direct and all that done, which is on them, not us. Um, yeah, yeah. We're here. We just do design and cool packaging. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just work here. But yeah, so like, yeah, we'll be doing a panel, though, uh, Drew and I. So I'm... Um, Sure, I'll have him do a, a spot too for VGBS. Maybe we'll get him on for an episode too. Um, I'd awesome. like to get a lot of these guys on for an episode. We can just pop them on the video mm-hmm. stream. Um, the other thing was before we get into news, um, we've been talking about it. Maybe we go because we haven't had a time for you to build edit videos, and we're like about eight episodes behind now for video if, if mm, episodes. Four. <laughs> 17 episodes <laughs> behind. We're like a yeah, season it's, behind. It's um, 30, 32 episodes behind. About 32 episodes behind. No, but uh, just go doing live. So if mm. we just did a live stream, then the episode's there. Because um, again, we're not going to spend a lot of time editing or any of that stuff because this is a raw podcast. Like we wanted to just. Yeah, true. Uh, it, it, whatever editing I end up doing anyway, it's so minimal. It's just yeah. taking, you know, what, what Jeff has taken and added like the intros. That's the only difference. Well, um, and, and then like I on the audio ones will edit everything to remove um, significant pauses and just yeah. level the audio, level the audio bubbles, yeah. which we don't do on the YouTube channel anyways. So we might as well just record when we record it, people mm-hmm. can join us. So when we do that, we are going to publicize it, but I don't know. Um, I don't know if um, we're going to, 
be able to like publicize it or wherever we put promote it because right now we're maybe we just post on social media for people to find um because we don't have we, we don't we're not good about publicizing the community and stuff we're the we're the old g's man we're we're underground yeah and uh i mean this this platform that we use right now you know with these two windows uh it's called Streamlabs. um it has the capability of doing live streaming so we just have to test out that capability and um yeah exactly Mm-hmm. I got to But yeah, I agree. It would make it would make a lot of sense to do that. Um so before we were going to talk about Hollow Knight, our VGBS mm-hmm. homework, um yeah. I was going to tell you what uh what I've been playing lately. And this was actually just last night. Um nice. So uh in preparation for that same game night, um, I wanted to have some like party games in, in prep, you know, like prepared, like I was talking about, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about having Mike Mike Tyson's punch out set up so that, you know, I could give like a prize to anyone who beat beats Mike Tyson, um, a prize to anyone who does, you know, the most damage in uh, burnout revenge. Nice. But the other thing is, uh, and this is a game that I used to play a lot, but I've never played the modern ones. Is uh, y- have you ever played? You don't know Jack? Um, yeah, and like Jackbox is what they're called. Yeah, now. the yeah they're called Jackbox now. There's like twelve of them. Yeah, twelve um, of them, and they all have like five or six games each. When my when my nephew <coughs> when my nephew Nate was visiting us uh, months ago. They had it for Switch, and we actually played it one night while we were drinking. Like There's Jackbox so seven or much fun. Um, but really the problem cool. is, you know, you got to sift through like some of the ones that aren't so much fun. And but well, one of the guys that's coming over, he actually works at Ben's Game Zone. Um, yeah, Zach, yeah. shout out to Zach. He's the, he's the one who actually came with me to uh, Portland and helped me uh, uh, Premium Edition out at the booth. Awesome salesman. But anyway, um, he hosts game nights all the time, and they play Jackbox all the time. So I had him over last night, and he uh, brought a friend that I had never met before. Really nice guy. Um, And we played a whole bunch of Jackbox games. They're so much fun, dude. So much fun. Um, Jackbox, if if anyone's looking to try a Jackbox and they don't know which one of the 12 to get, I recommend Jackbox 3. Because there's a whole bunch of really good ones on Jackbox Three. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I've only played the one that my nephew had. That was cool. Yeah, there's so much fun, man. That's um, cool. yeah. So that was a <laughs> that was a fun time. We played for about three hours last night, just going nice. through like all these different ones and choosing ones that we should play like during this game night. Um, so that was a blast. Uh, my question to you is like. You know, if you were to host a game night, what what party games would you put in place? Um, um so we used to do um when I was in Indiana, this was like about 10 years ago. Um, because London's 12, so she was about between one to three. Um, we used to mm-hmm. do retro raider night and we do every Wednesday night we would play games. We do game night every Wednesday night. Okay. Um, so the games that we played, uh League Bowling, let's bowl. I love, dude, league bowling is a staple on my MVS cabinet. Yes. Staple. So so for a game night, send high score on Let's Bowl. Like, we call it Let's Bowl. We don't call it league yeah. bowling. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just like uh, VO Turf Masters is on the green. 
Yeah. But um I'm the queen. But um yes. <laughs> <laughs> and bonus, bonus on uh, the <laughs> other the what which um blazing star. Bonus. Yes, yes. Um, but no, um that is that was a staple that we used to play. Um the out left field one that I would always do that we started setting records on was the homebrew world championships to 2012. Okay. No um, kidding. We used to love playing that one. Um, and then we would pick out like a classic, uh, like Mario three or something like that, where we, or Nintendo world championships or something like, yeah, you mm-hmm. uh, that's fun to play. So using like the retro zone, like we did the retro zone episode, um, yeah. using some of those retro zone cards, uh, for competition stuff. Those are the stuff that we would play, um typically we wouldn't do many of the mindless multiplayers or you know like the classic arcades and stuff but if you're gonna have a bunch of people over where you can't keep your you know feelers on you have a couple of those on though in the background so people yeah because like if you have a lot of people over because retro raiders there was like three to like two to three of us that were there that would do it every week. So it's just, we just stuck together and played games. Um, whereas a game night, if you had people over and they bring their significant others and all that stuff, then, you know, that would be like, you want some extra stuff on. And that's when yeah. you throw on a turtles or a Simpsons arcade. Yeah. And that's where I'm hoping Jackbox kind of like, and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting ones that are like easily fun for people to have. Like, um yeah it, it not not like ones where people feel stupid because they're you know it's just trivia or whatever and now you also got to go analog because what we would do when mm-hmm. we have people over is cards against humanity and we both oh, really analog okay. man yeah analog that, that'd be fun that'd be fun yeah we always do games like usually there'll be a trivia thing too because my wife's great at trivia so she kicks her ass mm-hmm. in it so we have fun with trivia. <laughs> um we did this one where it says are you old it was an old ass game and so basically it would be like um you know you, you have an avocado and you have to move it up every time you're old and if you get all the way to the old you lose <laughs> and whoever <laughs> like, uh... like so. um so it was like if you track your heart rate <laughs> like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. stuff like it was like hilarious like and then but but if you do this or this you can redeem yourself if you take <laughs> five pills before noon <laughs> stuff like that was in that game uh-huh, that's yeah. is super fun doing like pop culture like analog games like doing board games and stuff um yeah. is we always do that too so that would be the other thing i would bust out if you have like a bunch of people over especially if they're casual um for all gamers yeah. hardcore you do gamers but if they're bringing over significant others have a couple board games that are mm-hmm. retro inspired um well, not like you, not like a Catan or hero quest no nothing no. crazy no 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 no, no yeah let's play some warhammer guys let's play some yeah. warhammer yeah or, or <laughs> advanced you know dungeons and dragons like busting that yeah, out like no, that's no, 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 that no. that's for a board game night or a D night like that's 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 for people to like casual people to like see it and run away screaming but throwing a little pop culture games you can sit around a table and, and have some libations and hang out yeah and even like munchkin it's pretty fun I've never played that one, but never played Munchkin. Oh gosh, that's a fun card game, dude. You mm-hmm. should try that one. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but uh, you mentioned you know the the Homebrew World Championship and the stuff from Retro USB Retro Zone. Um, that's a good point because like one one of my favorite things to do, especially since you know like both of us, we're so like into yeah. the obscure. Uh, we we 
we know about things that that like most people, most casual gamers don't really play or know about. I like to expose people to those kinds of things that they they would have never played otherwise, right? Exactly. So exactly. like I'll I'll probably have like my Visti on Game Boy Advance like set up just so that people can play that. I, I'll definitely have my uh, consoleized Virtual Boy set up so that people can play that. That's freaking cool. Yeah, um, cool. yeah, uh, but yeah, that's it's just so much fun to like have people over and like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this existed, or you know, whatever. It's just it's so much fun on top of fun, right? Exactly, and that's exactly it. I, I've been um, <coughs> a little bit. If if you notice on the on the stream, I've been texting. Um, what? So they did a Norwegian ruck march this morning. My soldiers. Uh huh. Um, Norwegian ruck march is like like twenty k, and you have twenty five pound backpack, which is light for army, but you have to go fast. You have to have a pace. Um, one of my soldiers pushed himself too hard and at the hospital. So I had to like, Oh shoot. Yeah, yeah dude. If, yeah. Just let me know if we need well, to take a break. No, 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 no. And... We're, we're good. I was just posting guidance. I'm like, Hey, I need the five W's. I um, need to know what the plan is. Cause if you yeah, don't, yeah. when you do like 20 miles or 20, 20 K isn't 20 miles, but we do like a 20 K. Um, not only do you need to make sure you drink a lot of water, but you also have to replenish your electrolytes at certain points because yeah, yeah. you will be sweating out so so if you don't do that exactly you can seize up in your muscles so i'm assuming that he didn't do the electrolyte replenishment and probably had some muscles get pulled from pushing himself too hard which yeah, see, I'm, I'm i'm not exactly in marathon shape anymore no no but <laughs> no, like no. the, the <laughs> but, soldier that but, was injured though first termer just joined the army so he's trying to go hardcore uh -huh. and just probably missed that one portion because yeah. if i'm going out doing all the taji stuff that i'm doing and i'm not fully you know fueling myself properly i'm gonna i'm gonna be hurting yeah exactly i mean any anything where you're like burning that many calories water is not gonna yeah. replenish you water <laughs> so alone a, is not going to do it that was a real time uh sidetrack on video game bullshit but um yeah, yeah he, tried, good, he tried calling me i was like hey no no i need the five w's and everything and i'll call you back later if i have any questions because we have to push up um to the higher ups when there's any type of you know anybody at the hospital or doctors or well anything. yeah of course of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. it's a it's a normal but, thing like in soldiers are trying to go hard they're training it's part of being in the well army. yeah i i know that like uh you know from experience like uh anytime uh someone would like uh go to the hospital over it you know if if they're in the air force i was i was like uh the the safety rep for a couple of like expeditionary squadrons like overseas oh, yeah. And if anyone went to the hospital, the hospital would send like paperwork to that person's commander. Well, if the safety rep doesn't tell the commander that someone visited the hospital first, like that's bad. So yeah, I, I see what you're going through. You need to like keep your leadership informed before well, I am I am the leadership. So well, yeah, but you know, you've got like higher ups push, too. But yeah, we gotta push it to the higher echelon just with the five. Yeah, years. exactly. So, so he was letting me know. Um, and now I was like, Hey, so you have to just post the information and then yeah. I'll let you know if there's any questions. Um mm -hmm. so the next portion is project updates. <laughs> Yep. Project updates. Because we Project talk about updates. scope creep. And when Tristan does game night, um, I start working on projects. And I told you <laughs> something that I worked on. Yeah, which is just insane. Like so, out of left field. So the Metroidvania Vana Chronicles is now in print. 
um, mm. which I got all the backer stories, got it all in print. Um, so I decided since I had some time last week, um, I'm going to start working on volume two. Um, and I got volume two completely done. <laughs> 200 pages. Ridiculous. 200 pages. Um, and when I mean done, I mean everything. All the pages are pre-formatted. I have mm -hmm. all the imagery sourced pictures taken and placed into the format. And I have everything written. So all I got to do now is now place it into the pages, the writing, and then just spruce it up. I've already written um, talking about search action genre versus Metroidvania because Metroidvanias are called search action games. Um, and I talked mm. a little bit about that as one of my articles that I did at the beginning. Um, and I did my intro. Search action. Search action. Um, and I already have all the games. I created two new sections. Um, so the two new sections that I added, um, I, cause the legacy one was only for the first one. So the legacy mm -hmm. section is gone. Um, after modern, I have budget. So games that you can get mm -hmm. without breaking the bank. So that's one. And then the second section is after market games. So in other words, new Metroidvanias on retro hardware. Um, oh, cool. Very so cool. stuff like a battle kid fortress apparel, if you're not, aware, yeah, perfect. Is perfect. A Metroidvania. Um, the Demons of Astroborg, um, which is also on Modern, was on the Sega Genesis. It was created for the Sega Genesis. So mm -hmm. that is a modern retro game. So, yeah, so we're we're definitely um, on Glide Path, already all done. So essentially, um, the next piece is, is I'm having an artist work on it. I don't think Phil will be available. Phil Summers will be available this time to do the art piece. Um, but mm -hmm. I have another artist already <laughs> lined up. And so once I get the art um, in, I will start creating uh, the Kickstarter page so we can get it out for the spring because that was the goal is to get it done for the spring. But I didn't expect to get it all done. I expected, but it's done. <laughs> is it okay for, for, for you listeners? He didn't even tell me he was working on it. He's like, nope. hey, uh, I did a thing. <laughs> I did a thing. I did a thing. And, and, and that thing was, it's done. <laughs> Like, yeah, what? I finished. I did the whole thing. Last. Well, you think about it. What did I do for Scope Creep yesterday? I found every single translation to hack for every single console no. that's on the analog pocket combined. Like I went down that deep ass rabbit hole. Like last week was I finished volume two of the Metroidvania Chronicles. Yeah, so you've, you've got like the hyper focus I wish I had right now. Like I'm, I'm struggling, dude. Imagine I'm struggling. if I had freaking time. Because this is I know, between yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. all the military army stuff I'm doing on the weekdays. I don't have time during the weekdays to do any of this. Mm -hmm. So it's like weekend hyper-focus. And the thing is, I'm working on premium edition games, like overarching do-outs and stuff too, because yeah. like I'm, I'm sitting there coordinating stuff or I know a process, so I'm helping out the team with this and doing all that throughout the week and, and throughout as well. So mm -hmm. it's... um. But yeah, I, I definitely, um, it depends. Right now it's at 200 pages, but it really depends on how many backer stories. Because um, yep. when I did the formatting, I left the volume one backer stories there. So it's part of the page count, but it'll be, you know, yeah. new stories. And the stories in volume one are freaking cool, dude. They're a fun read. Like nice. there are some unique stuff in there. Some of the, the contributors did awesome. Um, and then um, the... Complete NES for an update for that. It was at port as of a week ago. 
and I had a bill of lading number, which means it should be at the warehouse right now being processed. Um, the one thing about my warehouse is they're terrible about giving me freaking updates. So I have to like call them to get an update. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's in processing. I'll be like, really? Like I gave you the freaking bill of lading. I did all the documentation. It's all there. Um, but yeah, it was supposed to arrive on the second, um, mm -hmm. on Friday. It was supposed to arrive. So that means once it arrives, then I have all the books sitting there that I can then ship out to backers. Um, because I didn't use a backer kit or anything, I'm going to have to like download everything from Kickstarter, from what the backers gave me and yeah. then import them into the backer the report. I'm going to have to do that. And if people didn't give their address, which we're still working on for Switch Collector Volume 2 Part 2, by the way, people still haven't given their address. Like, this is from last year, like like a long-ass time ago. I'm still yeah, waiting yeah. on that from last spring. Um, but, like, if they don't give it, then, you know, I got to contact every single person. So that'll be a, a thing. Um, the Twisted Realities Black Box Challenge should be on a freighter shipping. Um the uh, complete NES took forever because of getting out of the port overseas. Like it was, there was some kind of like countrywide thing going on and the shipments were pushed and delayed for months. So that's mm -hmm. out of our control, but that's why. So black box challenge. Now the twisted realities book is in that same boat. Um, I haven't gotten an advanced copy yet though. So I think that they, Literally, we're getting it done like right before the Lunar New Year that just happened, um, which now everything shut down, by the way. <laughs> uh, yep. Um, I and then I had two other things I didn't tell you about that I completed as well for books. I completely finished writing the U.S. section for the Genesis book. All done. Nice. Very nice. So that was like another 40 pages that I finished writing. So now I got to finish um getting the data for the bullshit sports section getting in all that like the ones i'm not writing about um mm -hmm. and last night after i finished my scope pre creep project i finished switch collector year three's digital section completely so i wrote wow. another 40 reviews 40 taglines for the digital section imported it all so now i got to go back to the physical section because i decided to create taglines for every single game so there's writing a little bit of a single sentence synopsis of what the game is so that we get a little context in every single game um i am now back to doing that for <laughs> for a year for year three and then i gotta do the japanese section and that book's done um genesis is is getting close too so this year we should have i mean metro vayner chronicles is going to continue i'd like to at least do two volumes this year maybe three mm -hmm. um like to do at least two volumes a year of that book um i'm gonna have the genesis book that should be done and Switch Collector Year 3 should be done. Um, I had um, an idea for two new books, but I'm not going to talk about them on episode, but I got an idea for two new books uh, throughout the week as well that would be cool as shit to make. Uh, one would be freaking badass. So I got a couple ideas of other books, but I'm not going to add anything else onto my plates to do. I have to finish the Genesis book, finish Year 3 before I move on to another major project. Like if I do a complete playstation book or complete turbo graphics 16 and turbo graphics yeah, CD book, yeah. like peace engine book um if i do those i want to finish genesis first um switch collector i should go to year four so i should i should continue those before i add new projects so i might be good with metro vayner chronicles 
complete retro series books and switch collector books doing them all concurrently, but I am insane. So, Hey, you know what? It happens. And then on top of it, we're going to be ordering your four books here very shortly to ship the very shortly. Um, yeah, you've been doing that QAQC for a while. So it's, yeah, uh, we, we, uh, we're going to be in the multi-month uh, production phase of waiting for we, it to arrive. Yeah, we, we gave QAQC about uh, – it It took about two months. Um, so I, I'm pretty confident that we caught a lot, uh, majority of uh, the, the issues that, that were in the book. Of course, you know, it's inevitable that we're, <laughs> we're going to miss some things. That's just – the nature of the beast, especially when it's uh, 2,400 pages. Oh, yeah. So including the end sheets. Yes, I did make the 2,400 page uh, threshold. Nice. Um, nice. So it is over 2,400 pages. I can say that. That's hilarious. Um, and then the other thing that we are currently working on as well is uh, we're working with Rob Strangman. And he has mm-hmm. four books that we're going to be uh, taking to Kickstarter. <clears throat> Um, in a small form factor, like they're going to be. Um, yeah. So, so Rob Strangman, for those of you who don't know, wrote Memoirs of a Virtual Caveman, um, and the book's awesome. He came to me because he has uh, other books that he has written, um, and he used to run uh, West Mansion, which I think he started up again. Um, and uh, was it the Third Moon? But the book was called Tales of the Third Moon. Tales um, of the Third Moon, yes. Yeah, so he's he's also he's ran a few websites over the years, and he has stories as well as he did a sequel to um, the Tales of Virtual Caveman. He wanted to do all four books like Tristan. Um, what I talked into talked him into was to do the small form factor, so he could do um, affordable printings, high quality, and get them out there, so that way we could do all four books. Because um, he's doing black and white, so let's make it really, yeah. really, really mm-hmm. freaking cool. Um, we'll do like a little box set for all of them and stuff and make it awesome. So he's been reformatting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got all the interiors already. And then I need um, we're working on covers. And once we get the covers, we'll get some um, we'll get some cool mock-ups done with our, our boy Tristan. Um, get some cool mock-ups done and sure. we'll, we'll we'll do this uh, Kickstarter page and get him out. He'll probably be the next Kickstarter that that we do will probably yeah. be his books. Um, cause I want to get those out there cause Rob's awesome and he's been working on them. So that, that is actually the, the next piece, but that's, that's with him. Um, the other thing is I've had a few people reach out to me, um, some listeners, uh, about other people interested in joining the Hagen's alley crew to make books, to publish, to get their books published. Mm. Um, the one major thing is if you are wanting to work with us is you have to be able to get the books created um we can get to the finish line yes so what we won't be able to do is make your book for you um but if you can use projects products programs get them made and get us a ready and available printable pdf um we can work with that um but like yeah what we won't be able to do is take your idea and be able to make it because as we just talked about million things going on and Tristan has other projects he's working on after this one that he's working on already too. I do. Um, yes. And so some I've of the books I'm working on already. And and some of it, he may talk about others. He may not because the one thing that you will notice uh, as we create content is um, sometimes it takes us long, a longer time to make stuff. And if we talk about too early, somebody else might swoop in, do it. 
less how we want to do it. And then it comes out and then all of a sudden there's a competitor book out there at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, I, I've, I've taken that advice to heart. So I, I won't talk yeah. about both of my projects Tighten. because both of them, one of, one of them is, is something certainly someone else can do. And, and I don't think I've ever seen anyone do before. So I'm not going to talk about that one, but the other one kind of falls within my field guide, um, genre, that's um, cool. We, yeah, we, it, it's it's the next iterative step, and I've already kind of hashed out what I want to do with it. So that's gonna be cool. Um, yeah, it'll be and, another and so, uh, field guide. And so that's the thing. Like, so anything that any of the books that I'm talking about, like I'm like, well, okay, go ahead and try to make a complete PlayStation One book. Good luck. <laughs> that's just well, yeah, that, that's the right. I'm like, doing is nuts. So. Like, yeah, and, and that's why I had no problem talking about this game collector field guide, too. Like, yeah, go ahead. If you want to make a 2400 page book, go the frick ahead, man. Like, well, if you think you can do a better job, and we didn't announce <coughs> Metroid, we didn't announce the Metroidvania Chronicles until it was already like ready to launch. Because if because there's a lot of people doing some genre based books, like we saw some on shoot 'em ups and horror games and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I didn't want those guys to go, like, Oh, I was thinking about doing that, so I'm going to launch my book real quick. Um, or my product real quick, and then they'll get the idea out there. So, so I was yeah. very, you know, careful to be like, all right, it's already done. We already have the idea. We already know what we're doing because you and I were talking about it like what six mm -hmm. months before we started it, um, and got it done. <clears throat> I moved pretty fast. It might have only been a couple months, but, um, yeah. <laughs> but still, uh, when we announced it on the podcast, even though the podcast is a niche, you know, you know, we got a few thousand of you that listen to us religiously, which is freaking awesome by the way. But um, like we still were very careful because we don't want somebody to come in and make it less fun for us, less cool. Um, Cause we put it in thousands of hours into a book, man. So yeah. Oh, I would love to know how many hours I put into that book, man. Thousands, oh my gosh, dude. Thousands. Over this, you know, it's been over four years now since I started. Exactly. So, I mean, you think about my Genesis book, um I've, I've moved three times since i started the genesis book yeah yeah like and i've talked about it before like there's people that were involved that are you know no longer with us um like it is mm -hmm. wild like it's it is crazy um and because i was i didn't want to go to n64 after the complete snes the Virtual Boy book was April Fool's joke that went viral. <laughs> um, but um, but like I wanted to go Genesis and I started working on it. And this is when I was at the Drill Sergeant Academy. And I, I now would have promoted twice by the time I get to this mm -hmm. book. Um, they just take a while. Um, so when I move yep. on after the Genesis book, it might be TurboGrafx-16 just in my way because it's fun. Um, yeah, I, I would love for you to do the TurboGrafx-16. And, and, you know, they're, they're way less games. So... And that wouldn't take then the Genesis. Yeah. Way less games. Well, um, once I cut out the bullshit sports. Oh, uh, well, unless you're talking about doing uh PC engine two. Okay. Never mind. Elite Tristan. Never mind. I forgot. Cause it's, I'm doing yeah. Genesis and mega drive and yeah, all, all things mind. for Sega. This is what's taken so long as I do all the Sega things. Yeah. So, uh -huh. Yeah. I already have the thing is I already have all the research done for, for turbo. So it's ready. I mean, gotcha. all I got to do is is plug and play. Now, obviously, the the US ones like you have some stuff sourced from your console, uh, yeah. you know, your your video game collector's field guy and the console collector's field guy for the console side. So like, I have some of that, but the PC Engine one, that's all me, man. And I will I will go down that rabbit yeah. hole as far as it goes, and Alice will pop out on the other end, and 
we'll start singing White Rabbit. Hey, um, uh, if, if you need some game images, I got you covered, buddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's always, um, you know, getting sourcing images to, and taking them all myself takes forever. Editing and all uh -huh. that stuff. Getting it yeah. sourced always helps. I remember yeah. um, the best one was, I, it was my NES Oddities, which also has a portion into the definitive. Um, there were some com community members that had every Famicom cartridge image and they allowed me to use it. Um, it's Heidi. Uh, she allowed me to use it and freaking awesome of her. Like I gave her, she also wants a copy of the book and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, she's, I was able to get, because it was high resolution cartridge fronts mm -hmm. of all the games. Wow. And now, I, it, I didn't use all of hers because I didn't use every game for the Famicom. I only used the ones that were curated for the book. But mm -hmm. yeah. And that's the thing, too, is I'm curating all the games. I'm not going to put every single PC Engine game. It's going to be every single one we can enjoy as ugly American gamers who don't who speak English. Like it's, That's right. The ugly Americans, man. But yeah, freaking projects, dude. We got lots. And then, of course, there's, you know. Premium stuff, which we're yeah, premium right stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, you see, I've got my PlayStation Five here. I've also got my Switch dock over here. Um, that's because I've got my little station here. I, I work on manuals, and then you know, I take screenshots and play the game and make sure that I know what I'm talking about whenever I'm writing the manuals. So, <laughs> yep, yep, it's a process, baby. It's been wild, man, and. That's the thing is, is like I've been doing a lot of uh, work with um, our fearless leader Josh and and getting stuff lined up. So I haven't even been able to hit design in the last few weeks, which is like, mm -hmm. but I will. <laughs> and as if I can write a whole book in an in an evening, I can probably get some stuff done. Yeah, we always get it done. And, and Jeff and I, you know, we we know like our capabilities, so we're not yeah. going to overstress ourselves. We're not going to wait to the last minute and not get it done. We, we know what we're capable of, so we'll, well, we'll always get it done. You know, and, and as an honest update for premium right now, it's out of Tristan and I's hands. We're waiting on developers to provide us assets or access. Mm -hmm. So, um, like we, if, if we're going to create new art, which we have, like we, we are waiting on some of that stuff, but some of the stuff is like, they haven't provided us with all the images that we needed. So we were waiting weeks for that. And now we got that. Um, but the other piece is um, for the physical production for Nintendo, it requires us to have access to publish the physical. And until we do that, we can't submit the acts, the assets that we've created for approval from Nintendo. And I've literally, I shot an email today just asking one of our developers, Hey, you need to give us access to publish the game. Like usually yeah. we do that before pre-orders, but um, with some of these games, they were still doing updates um, in the community to make sure that they we didn't have like a patch on cart. So they were doing updates. So we didn't have that access. And now I'm like, they're emailing, Oh, we don't know what this is. And I'm like, okay, here's a screenshot. Please do this. So we can get everything approved for Nintendo. So a lot yeah. of this is not on premium edition games, but also like we're playing the waiting game for the developers, or in this case, the digital publisher, not the game developer, but the digital publisher um, who we have something signed with that gives us the access so we can do our thing and start the process, which takes months, by the way, once yes. you start it. Because yeah. again, the same shipping that we're doing for the books, some of those items have to be shipped the same way or it costs right. a ridiculous amount of money. Um, Bottom line is there are a lot of moving parts and uh, they all have to work in harmony. So exactly. um, it's not as easy as uh, purchase and they ship. 
Where's my game? It's like there's a whole lot of uh, steps in between. And I think that's going to be part of the focus of the panel I do at Game On with Nintendo is like like the the way that the culture has shifted to our business model at premium um, and other companies like limited or on games and strictly limited doing this business model. It's not just a order the game from Nintendo and we get it. Like there are no. every single element that we do from a slipcase to a sleeve, to a card, to a CD, to manual, to a booklet, to a, a coaster. Every single one is a production piece that has to be facilitated. So when we do the really cool items and not just a damn sticker set or a pin or something, when we do the really cool items, each one takes a process requires information for it. So it, and some of it is out of our control. And Absolutely. so it's, it's not just going to Nintendo in order to the game. And and all those items <clears throat> still have to be approved by Nintendo too. So it's a double-edged sword. So like, but that's the way that the culture is going and why a limited run games does take a year or two sometimes to ship some games. Some of that stuff's out of their, out of their control and they get a bad rap for doing that. And they're pretty egregious about it. Let's, let's not get it twisted, but um, some of ours are going to take six months just because it's out of our control. And it's like, I mean, you come on the v- video game bullshit. We'll tell you exactly how it is, um, whether it's nice or not. Like it's, that's how it goes. And we're not sitting on our thumbs. I'll tell you that much. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I, no mean, I don't think we're capable of that. Like even stuff with PlayStation, we've been waiting on Sony reps to get their crap together forever to answer unique questions that we have so we can get the PlayStation ordered because we're ready to order. And we literally waiting on Sony reps and they gave us a brand new employee that doesn't know what the hell's going on. So I think we were recommended at this point to go to like forums, which is insane to me. Yeah, jeez. It's like so because I'm like, I need specific things that are required from Sony to publish the physical items. And yeah. that's all I need. You give me that. We're ready to order. Like we have the funds sitting there waiting to order and publish the damn games. Like, like we want to ship them to everyone. Like if they're ready, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I know you did your manual trans translations already. And we weren't even pushing you on that because we're waiting on Sony's rep because we can't even. Yeah. I just, I just don't want to be the, the, person we're waiting on you know oh, I mean? you never That's, are no one wants to be so yeah well or you, or you don't want to wait until i'm like hey so now you have a week and then you have to put everything else on the shelf like like you don't want to wait on that either so yeah. and, and we don't do that but yeah so that's the uh, the premium side is like we're waiting on others to do our thing. But um, we do have some amazing games. We have signed some amazing games this last week. Yes. Like, like, shit yes, we awesome. have. Y'all will be excited. Like, it's we're excited. <laughs> like very cool shit um but should we get into our bullshit homework yeah i think so Ooh, it is time tristan it is time so shall i lay the wallpaper the wall yes. the, the T- bullshit tell, tell us about the hollow knight so this is hollow knight um a metroidvania search action game ah um mm-hmm. it is Developed and published by Team Cherry, um, released February 24th, 2017. Um, the tagline is Forge Your Own Path in Hollow Knight, an epic action adventure through a vast 
ruined kingdom of insects and heroes. Explore twisting caverns, battle tainted creatures, and befriend bizarre bugs, all in a classic hand-drawn 2D style. And this mm. is what I would consider a amazing, like, legacy title. This game, to me, it does the Souls-like Metroidvania um, even to the point where, you know, when you go to a safe point, everything pops back, all the enemies you've killed pop back up. Um, it does this to a T to the point where it has revolutionized and reinvigorated the Metroidvania genre, such as Super Metroid and Symphony of the Night did back in the day. And then in between you had, you know, stuff like Cave Story that helped it. Um, this has been the game in modern times in the last now 2017 seven years Fucking which crazy. is crazy i had no idea it was that long ago exactly um and so the game features as we lay the um classic side scrolling action with all the modern trimmings <laughs> um tightly tuned 2d controls dodge dash and slash your way through even the most deadly adversaries explore a vast interconnected world of forgotten highways overgrown wilds and ruined cities forge your own path the world of Hollowness is expansive and open choose which paths you take which enemies you face and find your own way forward we will talk about that and how the map system works which is fucking cool and if you didn't figure it out i feel for you because you probably feel lost at this point tristan as a new gamer but we will talk about that um, yeah we'll get there Oh, yeah. <laughs> Evolve with powerful new skills and abilities. Gain spells, strength, and speed. Leap to new heights on ethereal wings. Dash forward in a blazing flash. Blast souls with a fiery soul. Um, equip charms, ancient relics that offer bizarre new powers and abilities. Choose your favorites and make your journey unique. <laughs> AKA like one of charm that can show you where you are in the map, Tristan. <laughs> we will talk about it. During the yep. Day. We'll get um, there. <laughs> <laughs> an enormous cast of cute and creepy characters all brought to life with traditional 2d frame by frame animation over 130 enemies, 30 epic bosses face ferocious beasts and vanquish ancient knights and your quest to the, through the kingdom track down every last twisted foe and add them to your hunter's journal leap into the mines with the dream nail and cover a whole other side of the characters you meet with enemies you face so you can actually like hear their thoughts later in the game which is really cool um oh. beautiful painted landscapes with extravagant parallax scrolling give a unique sense of depth inside on world there's a lot of descriptions of this game by the way as you can tell okay no um, chart your journey with extensive mapping tools by compasses quills maps and pins to enhance your understanding of the many twisted landscapes of hollow Knight. a haunting and intimate score accompanies the player on their journey composed by christopher larkin um the score echoes the majesty and sadness of the civilization brought to ruin and complete hollow Knight to unlock steel soul mode the ultimate challenge and Ooh. then on top of it, there's also free content Godmaster mode, which takes place about the gods. There's new characters and new boss fights available. Everything is hidden, by the way, right on the map. You could find some of this not knowing, by the way. Um, oh. Lifeblood, a kingdom upgraded, a new boss, upgraded bosses, tweets, requirements. The Grim Troop, a nightmare lantern summoning a troop, a new major quest, new boss fights, new charms, new enemies. And Hidden Dreams, a mighty foes emerge with new boss fights, new upgrades, and new music. Like, this game is freaking crazy. It's had lots of updates. 
it is nuts. And I would like you to start and then I will talk. But um, just to put things into perspective, when I played this game and beat it a couple years ago, I talked about it in the Switch Mania Playcast. I put in over 24 hours into it. Okay. Um, my initial playthrough is probably similar to yours where I hit a, a big barrier. I hit a, a glass ceiling, couldn't break through to it. Um, and then when I played it again, something clicked and went through and beat the whole game and it freaking immersed me into it. Um, going back, I will have some stories and that's what I'm going to cover is me coming back into it with a fresh start for bullshit homework, which is what I did. But I want to hear your thoughts as a beginner and see if I have any hints or tricks for you at the end. Uh, I think what we're going to do is Tristan's initial, my coming back, what you wish you would have known coming into Hollow Knight. And yes. then I will, I will come in for as a, as a um, beginner's mastery course as we do at bullshit. Yeah. So Jeff and I have not discussed um, my playthrough yet. Yeah. This is, this is the first time I also I gave did, I, you no hints on purpose just so you could experience what I did. Yeah, and I think I did. Uh, and and <laughs> that bad. wall that I hit. So I, I played it last weekend, and then I mm-hmm. played it uh, either two days ago or yesterday. I can't remember. I think you said last night you put in a couple hours. Yeah, it was probably last night. Um, so um, I'm I'm the type of person in a Metroidvania that uh, goes exploring all over the place until I hit a dead end. And boy, you don't really hit too many dead ends in, in Hollow Knight. Um, so I went all over the place. I ran into a boss. Uh, I, I did run into, um, what did the boss look like? Uh, it was a giant worm inside of a shell body thing. It was, okay. It was very big because there's like, a giant (coughs) as you're going through, you're going to find a big old enemy and he Mm. does the boss, and then you get the boss, which is even bigger. But the the little enemy was to show you how you fight the boss. So like you fight the bigger enemy that has a like a, a tooth looking thing and it'll attack yeah. you like the boss does. That's like a an ingenious way that Hollow Knight, the developers team Cherry, created a tutorial within the game to sh- get you ready for that first boss battle. Yeah, I, I will say to begin with, like I, I w- number one, I didn't realize it came out in 2017 that long ago, and number two, I didn't realize that it was a Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, didn't know that. Because I, I, uh, I stumbled across uh, like the Kickstarter uh, like credits. Um, so that's how literally it. developed by three people. This whole game, incredible. Whole that's everything. incredible. This is why Silk Song, that everybody's been highly anticipating for years, has taken so long. It's only it's only a few people, and if they want to keep mm-hmm. the magic alive. They got to try to make it as similar as they did to the original. So I don't know if they've expanded their team. I know nothing about the, the background of silk song or how they've progressed, but the original was by three people via Kickstarter. It looks great. Um, You know, it's, it's got this very dystopian feel like it's not a colorful game whatsoever. It's very black and white. Um, But that's just the atmosphere that they want to lay for you. Uh, It's very dire and, and, um, it it just gives you this sense of like brooding um 
I don't know, like, uh, like there's, there's going to be like horrors around every corner, which, you know, there are, um, a lot of obstacles and a lot of bugs to fight and whatever. I do like the system where like, uh, you know, you have your, your like spirit that you can spend on actually like, uh, um, replenishing your health. That's really cool. But <laughs> I, I found it a little bit like I was very laissez-faire with with the way that I was approaching combat because I knew that I'd be able to just replenish my my health. Um, Part of the that, technique that easily. is finding spots like boss battles or enemies where you have a safe zone where you can replenish. So you can because you have yeah. to charge your soul in order to replenish your health. But as mm-hmm. you're fighting a boss battle, there are spots where you can do that throughout the battle so you can maintain. Sure. Um, and, yeah. and doing that does create a unique way to battle. And yeah, you'll be definitely lackadaisical. Yeah, I, um, I found myself very, very lax uh in, in the way that I was approaching combat because I knew that, you know, I But that's another thing, too, because, like, you could just go and traverse this entire landscape without ever touching an enemy. You could just dodge, 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 but you're not going to uh, fill up that spirit gauge. Or get your money that you need. Yeah, the money, too. Yeah. Yeah, and and the thing is, that laissez-faire, if you got to the second boss, that fixes that. Okay. Okay. Second boss fixes that. Like you can't. Like they, 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 um, they let you go off on whatever adventure, and then they'll they'll reel you back in a little bit. Because yeah, I, I second boss is a character builder. Okay. Um, I don't remember what. Oh, go ahead. Did you get to a second boss at all, or did you? Yes. Um, but that's where I kind of got derailed. I don't remember what derailed my my first playthrough. Like something came up, and I, I had to like leave, so I had to like. Put what did down. you consider the second boss? Uh, it was that like purple other bug person Hornet. with the yeah, oh, Hornet. Okay, that's and what she her is name is. the main character for Silk Song. She's who you play as. I see. Very cool. Yes. So yes, um, that is the second boss fight, and you can no longer just be lackadaisical with your. No, no, you cannot. <laughs> she is uh, fast as shit. She's like yeah. Um, so I got wrecked, uh, not, not wrecked. I did pretty well, but I, I was surprised at how much health she had. So, um, I got sent back to a bench way far away. Oh, you didn't and... know because there's a spot right no, there. No, I didn't know. Oh, no. Yeah. I was way far away from her. So, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, which sucked for me. And, and then I had to put down the game. So then whenever I picked it back up, I didn't remember where she was. And well, at that and, point, and and one thing that's important to note, and as we peel back the onion, when you uh, die in Hollow Knight, your soul comes out of you, and you have to get back to it to get back all of your coins, which are like little, yeah. Like, little and things. I didn't know oh. that, but until like way later, that's yeah. that's one of the things that you know you wish you knew going ah, in, but you, you don't find out until way later. Yeah, so so you have to get back to your soul, though, and you you attack it a few times. It gets stronger as you get stronger. <coughs> but, um, yeah, you have to attack it a few times so you can get back all of mm-hmm. your progression for money progression. Yeah. Didn't know that. Uh, but, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. But but on my second playthrough yesterday, yeah. Uh, well, second playthrough, I'd say, but my continuation of the playthrough, I tried finding her couldn't find her, went back up to the surface, and then just so happened to go inside the shop where you buy all the stuff that you need for the freaking map. Papanada. 
<laughs> Bavanada. They don't. I, I will say they do not hold your hand. So, like, you know. Well, you, now when you talk to Conifer the first time, did you talk to him? He's going. Bum, ba, da, ba, ba, da, da, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. So Are you, you talking about the, the map, dude? When you I, bought, I the, bought map the map, one, I he did. says my wife is up at the at the surface. Uh, I'm an idiot. I, I skimmed over that. that. I must have. I must have skimmed. Bum, ba, da, so yeah. <laughs> and, and now here's the thing. So did I my first playthrough. Did the same shit. Yeah. So 100%. Because the thing is, so so um, when you talk to Conifer, who is the guy who makes the map, he gives you a map. It looks like crayon-drawn bullshit. Yeah. Um, but once you go talk to his wife, she gives you a quill, or you buy a quill. You uh -huh. can buy a charm that shows your location. Uh -huh. um, and you can buy a bunch of other things that show like where the ba safe points basically, are. Basically... Basically, all the all the things that you take for granted in other Metroidvanias yeah. that they just give to you, uh, you have to actually buy in this one. But what the quill does, which is awesome, is you draw your own map. Once you get Conifer's map, you when you hit a save point and sit at a mm -hmm. uh, bench, you uh -huh. draw everywhere you've been, and it looks like yeah. the traditional Metroidvania map, which is great. So that's mm -hmm. when you can actually start seeing all the caverns, all the Trevises and that's and and combine that with the charm as you're learning the game. You yeah, know where the and, fuck you are. And, and as soon as I got that stuff and sat down on a bench and and equipped that uh, that badge that showed me where I was, it showed me on the map where Hornet was. Um, yes, I'm like, does. oh, there she is. Okay, so then I went back and I beat her, and that's where I am right now. Well, and and like in between that, so you went versus the boss. Then you randomly came across the guy who gives you the magic and locks you, and then you got your yeah, force to learn uh -huh. the soul shot, uh, which yeah. I think is really cool. So he like gives you this. He's like, "Hey, I got something for you," and he like does that, and all of a sudden you're locked up, and he's like staring at you and watching you, and he's like, "Oh, yeah." So he's well. like, "Hey, uh, there's a pest I need you to take care of," uh, and not not know. because you owe me anything, but because you're a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like the humor is so good. Um, and you go through, and then you fight the one enemy that's blocking your way. If you were mm -hmm. searching around before, you saw that same enemy blocking your way, which gets you to the area um, that you fight Hornet in, which is the green area, the green zone area. Uh, yeah, so that that's uh, that's the category of what I wish I knew going in. Oh, um, so we but, already hit some of the stuff. That's cool. Like, oh, we'll yeah, this no, blow, it, man, it, at this it, point. It's, we'll it's this the blow. map. It's the map stuff. It's the, Dude, uh, the map stuff. stuff. It's the yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and then the other piece that um, is the other ceiling is getting the timing down for all the enemies and knowing when to yeah. swipe up, knowing when you can swipe down and bounce like a pogo stick as you time your swipes down. So like those big old, um, those big old worm enemies. Is that an ability you get, or is that an ability I already have? That is at the beginning, brother. Um, and so like the worms <laughs> that pop up, you can literally jump on, on top of them, swipe down and bounce onto them. Like, like there's a, there's a whole thing you can do it with the, um, and actually Hornet shows you the first time you see her, she hits oh. one of the lights and, and zips up. You can hit those lights and bounce mm. off of them too. So I'll there's some try that. added traversal. Um, now you're going to die a bunch of times cause you're going to mess up the timing and get injured and get hit. And yeah. it's, it takes a while. Um, it's the same thing also knowing when you swipe up, there's no blowback. So when you hit an enemy, there's a little bit of recoil. Um, okay. whereas if you swipe up and, and attack them, there's no recoil. So it's yeah. knowing when to use, attack those flying enemies going up versus at the side where you might hit and fall into a pit or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
yeah so like that's uh some mastery stuff right there man that's just like you gotta it, and the thing is you experiencing that first playthrough is how the developers meant you for you to experience it <laughs> i know it's so mean jerks <laughs> and i could i could have told you but oh no 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 i'd ra- i'd rather experience it i, w- I want to experience also, the way it's supposed to you also could have went on youtube and found videos on what you should do at the beginning of hollow Knight. no i i don't do that no. i like going in blind it's same. fun going in blind same dude i still can't believe i had 24 hours in my first save file crazy fucking crazy um so, um, anything else on your initial playthrough? No, that's it. That's where I am. I, um, I'm so, right past Hornet. And that, you just I, beat I, Hornet. Yeah, I thought that was a good place to to put it crazy. down and continue. Dude, it's gonna be a crazy story as I talk. So <laughs> you're about to hear. Um, so I'm gonna talk about jumping in, starting a new file after you know, because this was like one of my favorite games on the Switch. Bar none. It's in mm-hmm. my top five for sure. Um, and this is like the thing is though in modern era. I haven't had time to jump back into some of my favorite games. Like I used to always play Link to the Past every year, Super Super Metro every year. I still do. I have not done that with Hollow Knight. So like it is awesome to be able to jump back in and you know, bullshit homework has allowed me to. Um the frustration that I had with my initial playthrough, it's gone. Like I'm going through, my timing was still there, it was like picking up uh riding picking up on a horse, mm-hmm. riding back up. Um uh, and the thing was is I knew the few essentials to make my life easier is what I wrote. Number one was to know when and how to heal because I didn't use the heal my first playthrough. I didn't, I saw it. I knew it. I just went through and was like trying to avoid enemies and doing shit and didn't really concentrate on the heal. Cause I was wow. like, I'm good. Oh, I and use that to death, so man. I would fight the bosses without healing and keep on grinding through a boss without any healing at all. And I would beat them like almost no death run, which is crazy to me. Like now it's like so much easier with the healing um, because there's no health power ups in the game. Um, nope. The other uh, was to look I for the map. That's it. And I said, the other most important thing is to look for the map maker and get the, get to the surface to buy the quill and marker ability and charm from his wife. Um, yeah. That way I could see where I am and explore and draw the map each time I sit on the bench. Of course, yeah. each area you're still in when you go there, which is really awesome. Actually, you're in the dark until you find corner fur. Um, or beat up I, I have only found him in that one spot so yeah. far. He's in every biome, which is every area. Yeah, I figured. Um, and until you find him or fight the boss. So now if if they consider Hornet as the boss of that area, you should be able to buy the map from his wife. Like he'll drop it off mm, if you miss him after because okay. once you unlock the ability the ability to get to the next area typically he'll drop off the map like hey you missed me here you go oh, that's neat um, and i hunt and finally um hunting and grinding for as much money as possible so you could buy everything as soon as it shows up in the surface you buy it all um so i bought all the charms everything yeah. um also i remember the first boss being challenging as shit um the first time i died a bunch of times on the first major boss the, the little slug in the in the thing i beat him the first time without taking any damage this time didn't even take it. Out. I I don't think I died on him. Um, I I definitely I I pretty sure I was down to one uh one life point. But yeah, yeah. No, I didn't even get hit. Um, because he's so slow. 
so easy mm-hmm. and and i know the controls i did notice mm-hmm. that you know the smaller version of him shortly before had the same patterns which was really cool um first time i played it i was lost as shit i didn't know what was going on i was overwhelmed like very first time i played it was mm-hmm. overwhelming now that i know all the things and some of the areas were familiar it was really cool um I wrote getting the soul shot was satisfying, but I really still only use it when I have to. I don't use the soul shot unless I'm absolutely have to, to fight an enemy. And I still struggle with that damn shell character. Um, they still like injure me and I get hit avoiding their shots as they're shooting the little orange ones over at you in an arc. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that was actually, um, and then there's a giant mosquito that captured a warrior um, that was always a fun one. I don't know if you got to the giant mosquito that's holding on to a warrior. No. Uh-uh. So you'll find Oh, wait. Did I? Because it's funny. Because after you save him, he's like, hey, I'm strong. Get away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. I did. I did. Yes. Um, Here's a nice spoiler for you. Um, He's optional. And he's one of the hardest bosses in the game if you fight him at the end. Like, you might get an opportunity to fight him later. I think it was part of a DLC or something, but like he is probably one of the, and he seems like he's just a dork because he was captured by a mosquito. Like the whole time, (laughs) the whole thing is an ongoing joke throughout the entire game. Yet he is actually one of the most badasses. Um, I wrote down the second boss is in the green area and that's Hornet. Um, I tried to go in attack focused and she crushed me a bunch of times. Those was funny because I was just trying to go in and just like beat her real fast. Uh Um, Because what you have to do is you can't, I wanted to see if I could do it my own way. Um, I remembered though, I died probably a hundred times the first time I fought her. Cause again, yeah. didn't know how to heal. So mm-hmm. now it's no issue. I just do the cat and mouse. You have to do a cat and mouse routine with the fast enemies, learn where their attacks are, learn where you can back off and heal and then jump in and attack when you can slowly um, going down. And as they get into their second or third um, phase as well. Cause even the first boss had two phases um, and um, the faster enemies though, like she has a million tells, like she's really easy once you like start getting her tells down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that point you get the air dash from her um, or after her. Oh yeah. You get the air yeah. dash. The air dash is so yeah. satisfying. It's fucking awesome. It allows you to go to the point where you, um, and, and where I got to in my my playthrough, I got to the point where I dropped down, and there's two of the enemies soul blasting, one on each side. Um, and I was playing it uh, without the sound on because we were watching something on TV, and you can't do that without the sound on. So I had to stop playing, and that's where I stopped playing. Um, so gotcha. that's where I was. I think it's still on my Switch right now, like in pause. That's where it's at. Um, but... Yeah, I wanted to say that that's when I stopped playing my first time was the Hornet battle. Like, that is where I stopped playing. So I'm actually at the same point as you, where I'm right there. Yeah. Um, and then I tossed the game into my backlog when I stopped, though, because I got frustrated with Hornet. Um, and that is when you get hit hooked, though. So this is the game that if you put it down and you come back into it, you're going to then all of a sudden make some progression and do some stuff. Cause you'll play. This isn't one that I could sit there and play in one sitting because you'll get tired because it requires some pixel perfect things. And it requires you to get uncomfortable hunting and searching in every single biome. Um, What you have to look forward to though, is as the lore opens up past where you currently are, you start to get to like cities and stuff that are below the depths. It's really awesome. Like the game is, is really fun. 
Um, and I want to say that I didn't do hardly any of or any of the DLC stuff in my first playthrough in 24 hours. I don't think I did mm. any of them. Um, the one crazy one is um, if anybody listening wants to look it up, look up the Mantis Lords boss fight. That shit is insane. It's like Hornet turned up to 11. Oof. Like it's and there's three of them and it's crazy. Oof. Um, and it definitely was was nuts. Um, but yeah, that's a a really crazy crazy freaking game. But it's it's awesome. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and so my main thing is for first time players, the map thing that Tristan's talking about is is the one hundred percent thing. Um, <laughs> like grind grind and save grind and save to get your um and save close to places and spend your money because if you don't spend your money you lose it if you die so you might as well spend it um I noticed so that, that. Unlock, things. <laughs> unlock things yeah yeah and so it's it's crazy and the thing is as you meet more more characters in the underground they open up more things the other thing is the stag station so i don't know if you found the stag station tristan i did um so unlock all of those because it gives you easy traversal back fast travel yeah. back up to the surface and back and it's cool that they do it like that so you ring a bell the stag comes in there and then it'll take you around to certain mm. areas it's a cool way to do uh fast travel without making it like soulless um and helps you get around the thing is too is that uh you got to work on and this has to be this can't be a game that you pop in once a month and play like you got to get immersed because you got to learn the lay of the land in this game yeah uh even even a week away you know like i said i i lost my way i couldn't remember how to get back to hornet so um, yeah yeah even a week putting it down messed me up well, I do feel like though me popping back in, I might be able to like a fine wine, just jump in and enjoy some stuff. Um, but I'm gonna have to do each section till I find Conifer, so yeah. that way I can get the map and start documenting the area. I found Conifer in the green area. I don't know if it's Greenbrier or whatever the area is. I did find him in that area and unlocked that one because I have that map too. Um, mm. Which you did too, if you saw her location. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah. yeah, I must have. Yeah, I I only have those two sections right now. So essentially, we're both in chapter three. That's how I feel. I feel after every major boss battle where it opens up a new biome, but there's like dozens of biomes. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of biomes. So it's not yeah, like there's just like four or five chapters and we're done, dude. No, it's a big game. Um, definitely awesome, though. And if Silk Song comes out, like I want to have beaten hollow Knight again before i play silk song which um very cool so from my perspective like i want to keep it going in my backlog this year and maybe keep keep nugging away at it a little bit at a time like i'm it's not going to be like a major focus but i want to keep jumping back in because i did have a great time um for me it's an s tier game i it's one of my favorites of all time yeah it, easily easily yeah above an a it's an s like it's a plus like whatever um, but yeah, that's for me. Um, your experience might be a little different because you haven't gotten to the point. So you may not even be at an S right now or whatever. I don't know where you're. No, yeah, it's it, it's definitely an A tier game. Like all, all the elements are there. Um, you know, I can tell that uh, I'm going to gain all these other abilities like double jump. And uh, I just got the dash and, you know, all, all of the uh, Metroidvania tropes. 
And you um, and and it's the most satisfying when you get him in this game because you feel mm-hmm. so vulnerable at the beginning of Hollow Knight. You do, dude. Yeah, you mm-hmm. really do. I you mean, haven't like, gotten past the innate vulnerability stage yet, to mm-hmm. where you start to hit the 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 level, the glass ceiling of the power ups. Once you yeah. do that, though, man. Oh, oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, well, once you have all those abilities, you know, especially games like Symphony of the Night or whatever, whenever you're just like OP. You're oh, yeah. you're you're like uh, imposing your will on the game at that point. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Yeah. But keep in mind and don't get it twisted. The developers are fucking sadistic and they <laughs> create okay. crazy stuff. Like like they keep on upping the difficulty. And I know that some of the DLC areas are freaking masterclass like difficult. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so they they don't take it easy on you once you become because they know you have all the abilities, so they're not going to take it easy on you. Mm-hmm. But it's awesome. Game's cool shit. Awesome Definitely. game. Um, I, so for you, is it going to stay in your current backlog, or are you moving on because of time and other stuff we'll be playing or whatever? Uh, I I mean, you know, I have to take breaks from uh the work that I have to do, so I think I am going to continue on, um, especially since I you know like now have new abilities or whatever so i hollow knight is a game that i've been meaning to play anyway so yes it's a perfect one it's why we're going to take it easy with the (laughs) homework next two we're gonna take it easy Mm -hmm. with bs homework um and what we'll do is because i'm going to continue it we can do like hollow knight updates like if we if one more games we're playing if we update it at the beginning of future episodes we'll talk about if if we either of us had time to play it it'll be fun 2024 there's a goal we could both try to beat Hollow Knight. <laughs> Me again, and you very right right, Yeah, yeah. So, anything else you want to say on Hollow Knight before we move on to what the next game is? No, I'm I'm uh, I'm chomping at the bit to know what yeah, we're uh, so, going to play now. So I said, because um, Tristan said he wanted me to pull up a retro game. And I was like, instead of doing randomize or anything, I'll use the other game that I found boxed at the flea market. It has nothing to do with N64 Game & Watch. It's okay. actually a perfect game. It's an action RPG on the Sega Genesis. Oh. Light Crusader. Light Crusader. Okay. And I found it boxed. It's isometric action RPG. Has a lot of focus cool. on puzzles and action. Um, Here's the cool Light thing. Check Crusader. out this box. Check out this box, dude. It's a blockbuster video previously on <laughs> sticker. It has the... No manual included sticker on it from Blockbuster. And look at this 1997 sticker from Blockbuster on it. Oh, wow. This is the cardboard box version of Light Crusader 2. VGBS homework. Yeah. Just taking Light notes here. Crusader. Yeah, this the artwork. I'm showing the back of the box for those on the audio. Um, it's a it's a really good one. The art on this is like a dude fighting a freaking goblin. Um, it is a isometric style one cool. and a game. Admittedly, I have never played beyond two seconds on an emulator or something. So um, definitely one that's been on my backlog forever to play. And we'll see if it's any good or not, because I don't know. This thing might suck. And yeah. I just bought something that CIB that I don't <laughs> need. Um, the price of this was $11.99 when they were selling it used. 30 from- day guarantee. Yeah, because this is, uh, you know, when Blockbuster would do rentals, when they were phasing out games, they would sell them. 
So yeah. that's mm-hmm. where they did for this. And I'm keeping these, the blockbuster stickers on it because of course, oh, heck, yeah. heck yeah. Um, yeah. So got this for a good price, really good price, by the way, like Very nice. $20, man. Got for 20 awesome. bucks, one bill. So really cool. It's one player game though. Um, looks awesome. Uh, we will see though. And I'm going to be playing it on my analog pocket. I'm going to try to play it on my TV using um, my, probably the super Nintendo eight bit Dale style com- controller. But um, I did get my Neo Geo um, or the, yeah, the Neo Geo controller to work with my analog pocket now too, with yeah. the newest update. So everything works with it now. Um, but yeah, like Crusaders yeah. is where bullshit homework lies. If Ben's Game Zone has a copy of that, then uh, I'll pop it into my Laser Active and play it on my CRT. Ben's Game Zone. Right. Um, the other option is, is I can take this cartridge and put it in my Nomad. Um, yeah, there you go. On my Nomad, because I have a Nomad with an LCD screen mod and a um, rechargeable battery, which I have right over here to the left of me. So Very nice. if I can get that sucker to power up, maybe I'll do that. Or maybe I'll play it on FPGA on my pocket. Now, I don't know if I have it on my pocket or not. So that'll be interesting to know. Um, actually, make me want to check right now and see if <laughs> I have it on my pocket. Yeah, analog pocket thing is, is so cool. Um, did you know that? The, somewhere. Yeah. The, so the other thing that they added to the open FPGA is they added um, imagery. So like you can put Atari 2600 image, like that image right there. I love that. On it. So they added that to it. Um, I am just going to run the core real quick and see if I have <coughs> Crusader, which I do right there. Like Crusader. There so I can play it. It says four, which I don't know what the hell four means. So I have to make sure that it is the right game. <laughs> make sure it's the right, like, NTSC too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played yeah, yeah. in PAL. Um, yeah, so I definitely have like Crusader on it, which means I can play it on the analog pocket to start. Um, anything else we need to put out in the episode, or should we wrap her up, man? I don't think so. Yeah, we've uh, we've covered quite a lot of stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think next time we'll talk state of play with Sony PlayStation because I know sure, we didn't talk yeah. about that, but we we went two hours at this point, so we're good. Um, and anything else that happens in the news uh, for you listeners, we appreciate you listening. Um, you can leave comments on Spotify using the app. Um, I don't think you can do it on the website or anything, or you can leave us comments on the actual Hagen's Alley webpage when we post over there or on social media or hit us a DM or on the Facebook, the Twitter, all those things you can hit us mm-hmm, up on there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of you do hit me up on discord or um, social media and we, we, ch- we chat. Um, it's been fun. And um, any recommendations for anything, we definitely take them into consideration. So if you have a game you want us to play or anything else, let us know. Cause you know, we're all about the community um, and you know, we're going to be hitting a bunch of conventions coming up in the next month or two, which is going to be fun as hell. Um, yes, I think Tristan wait. said he's going to have a cardboard cut out of me walking around MGC because it'll be the first time. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. first time in 15 years I haven't been out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna carry around an iPad and we'll just have you on FaceTime. <laughs> that thing will be ridiculous. You have your big battery pack that you had before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember that. That was hilarious. Um, but yeah, everybody, uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Later, guys. Bye.